0: The Weird Science DC Comics podcast is available for free wherever you listen to podcasts, obviously. But did you know that you could get early access as well as exclusive shows like our weekly badass Patreon only spotlight podcast by going to patreon.com slash weird science and subscribing to whatever level is right for you. Your support not only helps out the show, but gets you a bunch of podcasts in return. So go to patreon.com slash weird science and thank you so much for listening to this week's show.
1: We're yes, we're
0: yes. You can do it what you do. Just for the get fresh crew. You review the books. Shaving dirty looks. Now that wrong turn, just say pooh pooh.
1: Pooh pooh. Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm all hopped up on Lazarus resin, Eric Shea, and I'm the purveyor of positivity, Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 450 anniversary.
0: 450 anniversary. I have milestone. Not a real seat. anniversary. It's just DC kind of anniversary with yeah, bullshit Kind numbered. of. It's a, It would be funny if we had like that slightly longer podcast, like the 27th age podcast. Yeah, it was. Uh, Welcome everybody to the DC Comics podcast. Here, the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Everybody listening, you're in the Get Fresh crew, uh, uh, and you're also weirdos. And with that, I played along, Eric. But I was worried. I thought I was going to say purveyor wrong, but I got it right. I (laughs) know. I'm the pursuing purveyors. (laughs) I'm telling you, I had a longer version of it. I was going to say, I'm the podcaster of the people and the purveyor of positivity. (laughs) And when I kept trying to do it. No, I kept on. Um, I'm like, nope, I gotta <laughs> lower it. And I'm only gonna say that last part. I still was worried and I did not want to mess anything up during this the anniversary Tiger. episode. Oh my goodness, yeah. Hippolita, what's up with that? Hippolita, she's still dead. Oh my goodness gracious. But here we are, everybody. Thanks for listening in. We have a couple books, we have four books for you tonight. We also have a bunch the of mails too. in the mail section. Yeah, the male section will end up being a little bit of a roller coaster ride of emotions. As oh, no, we hear, emotions. we end up having the idea of somebody who's going to tell us how they got into our podcast and then somebody pretty much telling us to go die. But we'll see how that goes when done we get to done. it, Eric. And yeah, we end up having a Kloon section tonight. So, boy, I mean, what could be even better than that, Eric?
1: Batman versus Robin. That's what. Kiss these grits.
0: Eric is what I say, hey everybody! Uh, but before we go off to the podcast, like we said, we only have four books, but one's a pretty big banger. I was—I I heard Eric down Were at you the mall talking about Mo- the conclusion
1: shop. to the Rising story arc and Superman Son of kal number fifteen. I was, <laughs> Eric. Obviously. That's but
0: I was talking, and you know, we'll start to try to figure out. You know, what's the deal with DC right now going forward? And I don't know. What's some the people, deal, DC? Well, some people said that that Batman versus Robin doesn't feel exactly right. They think it might be a cash grab. Insert cash register sound. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to put that there. <laughs> Erica sound somebody there for me. So with all that, go to our Twitter at the Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Then go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. And then finally check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Science. Help us out for everything we have on this feed. And also get a ton of bangers in return as well. A lot of shows. One of the shows that we like to do each and every week, Thursday night. I like to call it the Patreon-only spotlight, Eric. That's what I, I like to call it, right? And this week, two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And they picked a big one. And then one then eh, Dark Crisis Worlds without a Just League Wonder Woman number one. That's the big one. A big stinking pile of crap. That's oh what I say. Oh, my goodness. I'm the purveyor of positivity. I am. And then also I am Batman number 13, a book that me and you were trying to get people to get involved with. Eh, we might have stopped trying to get people <laughs> to get involved with that now. It seems like it is coming to an end. And. We just ended up having the DC solicits for December drop and people were interested to see what was going on with that because that's kind of near the end of Dark Crisis as well. The big play will be January solicits to see if there's anything, but I expected a couple other books.
1: The solicits, Jim, calm (laughs) down.
0: The big play. I actually expected a couple books to be announced to be, you know, more books to be announced as canceled but we didn't get that quite yet but they could be playing the idea well they could be playing the idea of we don't want to show our hand they're keeping it close we don't want to show our crappy hand just yet but you wait and see bangers eric i tell you i am the purveyor of positivity oh my goodness gracious i hope that when we do get the books there's not a lot of things just thrown out there to make money, Eric.
1: Insert cash register sound. Yes, and here are the badasses, the badasses up to
0: Get Fresh Crew, uh, uh, who do pick those books for the spotlight. Pick a lot of the things that we are involved with. And here is our little tribute. Here is what we call the badass roll call, uh, Eric. And here no. we go. And I am on on the watch here. I'm not letting anything <laughs> what get past me on this wall. You know what I'm talking about. Jeffrey, <laughs> Stephen, Matt, Ted Mitchell. I need a ladder. The, the, Anni- the Annihilator, Ted Propes. I Love Punchline, Stork, Michael, As far as Cam, Matt Racer, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby, Red, Matches, loan. Niels T, Lark, David Fink, Joey Bear, Costco, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, that's 242 to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, Micah. See, there you go, Eric. I almost did it again. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Hunt, we'd like (laughs) to say. Mark Jaeger, Algern Stozier, Nick Adams. Ruben. Ruben was in Chicago. I ended up, well, I'll get to that when we're done, because Good. I don't want to mess up the role. Get call, on that right? That's not something I want to do. Here. Not at all. Insert
1: cash Oh, Mr. my Sam. goodness.
0: Carlos? no, Wolf, Marv, Luke, Hollywood, Simon, Luis. We'll hear from him later. Manship, Andrew, Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, Rob Lewis, who I'm thinking about there, B, Muir, Brandy, Murray, and Buffalo, Canada, and Double A, Ron Doxton, Minnesota, and everybody shout out to the all-time great reginald drinkwater so um, with wow. that reuben he ends up he's in chicago he's going to chicago on chicago. business he's a fancy guy in chicago yeah. so he ends up messaging me hey what is some of the foods that chicago's known for i'm like it's yeah. is, just is a <sighs> trick is this something weird so Obviously he knew of deep dish pizza, which I think is nonsense. Are we, we talking about Chicago hot dogs? Well we well, that's what I then went to and I said, Those are nonsense too. And <laughs> I did warn him. I said, I still want to not. eat not. I said, I wanna have one. And I want actually like a legit one. I don't want to make it myself because no. I'm not gonna do it quite right. But I said to him, Don't ask for ketchup. Just please. Just keep that off. And we're gonna talk about pizza probably by the end in the Clumrad section as well. I'm sick of this, you know, thinking that you're cool by dissing on the pineapple on the pizza. That is so what are you gonna do? The ice bucket challenge next? But with that too, he ends up asking <laughs> Thanks, me about Grandpa. these foods, right? And I ended up saying, you can kind of look these up, but you know, he wanted to talk to me, so I'm doing this. So I look up this thing, and there is actually a and also Italian beef is big in Chicago. You know I the heard that City about they say. <laughs> exactly. So I end up seeing this this deal. And I thought that this would be interesting to Ruben. So I end up telling him about this sandwich. And it's like called like the bur- burrito. I was going to say burrito. It's this weird
1: it's- thing that you've never heard of. It's called a burrito. <laughs> it
0: sounds like burrito. I'll have to go and look. But it is an actual, it's like a a beef sandwich, but it's served. This is where I think it's pretty cool because you know how I like that double down sandwich. Jeez, yeah, screw through yeah. the bread. Let's get a piece of the chicken. This is actually made and served between two fried plantains. And you eat this sandwich, and it's supposed to be something I big don't need any in either. Chicago. Now, I've never heard of it before, but it seemed neat. I knew that this would intrigue Ruben to be something he'd want to try. So I give him that. He writes me back a, a, a message in Slack that I, he might have been drunk, but also I'm taking a that lot is. of tone in it, that him and these people from Chicago, he's like, i talked to the people here in Chi-Town, and they said there's no such thing as this sandwich. Oh, You're you a moron. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it, yeah, that's it. Did you just look I've it been up? I've looking it, it up, yeah. Yes. It A looks gibberito. pretty cool, doesn't it? No. Though, so, <laughs> I think it looks good. The plantains, if you look at it, almost looks like two pieces of trout or something like that. See, I don't need that.
1: I don't need plantains
0: that look like fish to be in my bun. Saying to him, no, 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 these people, I don't know who you're talking about. This, I'm looking up at, all over the the place it's saying, at Chicago, it was made in it's all in Chicago. These people dissed me. They told Ruben that I was full of shit.
1: I got really, really mad. Well, they just really don't like tourists coming here and ask questions. So, what their thing is, they want to go and see. This never has never happened. This isn't real. To really just cause chaos in this person's life because we want you out of our goddamn city. Well,
0: I didn't. I don't know who he's talking to. These might be business partners, things like that. I just straight up said they were racist, and I started yelling. <laughs> I started because it's a Puerto Rican sandwich. I'm like, they're just racist. Those jow. I, I got really mad. And then sent him, as I would, about 17 screenshots. Because now it was not... What is wrong with you? It wasn't me giving Ruben information now. Now it was 100% showing, to the point of being ridiculous, that they were wrong and I was right. I don't care what they say, Eric and I yelp things. There's actually like 10 places in Chicago just called after that sandwich. That's the name of the place. I got so angry. And then I just, you know... And then Ruben's like, I don't know if what you're saying is is true about these people. I said, I don't really know them. But he also went out to the clubs. Eric, he went out to the clubs and was dancing. People still do that? Yeah, yeah." he said that he wanted to make sure that the the dancing and the, the thumping was still going. And he went out and saw it was, but it's kind of passed him by and went home. Went to the the hotel and went to bed. (laughs) So that's Ruben's deal. So everybody is now updated on Ruben. So isn't that a nice thing? So It was until you started talking about it. Yeah, you know, and then I got crazy. It was like 4 a.m. Sitting there sending screenshots, getting all pissed off. But in the meantime... I ended up getting involved with some blinks, you know, Eric, on, on the Twitter and realized that I am in. I ended up having some banger tweets, Eric, that really took Just off. Just don't meet him because Chris Hansen's going to come out and ask you to sit down.
1: <laughs> I was so pleased with myself that people... Were agreeing with me everything was positive it was awesome eric just like the idea of your stories i had to keep doing this to prove that i was right and these people are great because they were agreeing with me i'm like slow hero ego maniac i i was gonna
0: send you the tweets that i sent out oh thank just god so you, you can look at them and think like the hell it would be like you talking in your transformers i wouldn't know what you're talking about but yeah. i'm like oh man he's in he knows what he's talking about i know what i'm talking about eric i'm proud of it. but with all that, maybe later I'll give a full out track by track review of the new Blackpink album, Hashtag Born Pink. But I don't think yeah, I will, I mean, Eric. We're here to audience. talk about comics here with all of that. Not horror movies or wrestling or anything with that. But Things they might be interested in. I got you. Also, well, there's some blinks out there, probably. Speaking of blinks, I ended up going to the bathroom last night and I was shitting out here green stuff, Eric, because I did have that oops all Harry <laughs> Remember I told you that I don't like they seem to have a new formula? No, no. This happens to you every time, even with the old formula. So I ended up, though, I said, it, new formula, same old die. I ended up looking, I'm like, what the, oh, I have the Uxol
1: Berries. This was a good intro at one
0: point. It actually works out. It It actually works out in the way that you can see how your system works. You can track when it goes in, as it comes out, it comes out really odd. All of that leads to Anniversary Milestone 450, Eric Ware. We do have a banger of a book coming up. One of these, there's four books here. You got to guess which one is the banger. Or maybe guess if Eric likes that banger because I haven't asked him yet. So we're going to go off right now. We'll go to the books right now. Oh, yes, thank you, Dancing Mike. I, I can't wait for all the jokes I'm going to use, Eric. <laughs> all those jokes I have. I've been waiting on episode. and a bunch oh of others. Oh, my. This. All those episodes. Yeah, we just started, though, Eric. Knock, knock. not
1: playing. I'm not <laughs> doing it. <laughs> I didn't have It's just going to be anyway. disappointing. I know.
0: I, I was actually just going to say, that's me coming to kick your ass. You better shut your mouth, you asshole. Here we go. We that have the knock Knocks and low. <laughs> Well, oh, oh my goodness! I'll knock louder than because you couldn't possibly be shaming me for my height, you jerk! I ended up thinking, uh, well, we'll get to this mail later that mentions some things and whatnot, and I started thinking about the idea of these other podcasts, and I said, I am the purveyor of positivity, but there are certain times that I wonder how many podcasts get to the point where at least one of the hosts wants to go over and beat the crap out of the other. For no other reason except that he won't agree with him for one simple thing. <laughs> and like we disagree with stuff and I just, I want to kill you at that moment. And that's, you know, that's what makes this show unique, I think. Eric, yeah. you never you yeah. never know the violence that might end up resulting from it, but we end up having two books, each of these sections because, as you know, we have the Clunrad section, which is one of the favorite sections the wolf of man. The Wolfman. And with that, though, that means we're starting with you know, the Batman, the, the the Robins, the Supermans. This is a standard early section here, but has a little twist because it does. Uh, well, it does and it doesn't. But the big book of the week, obviously, is Batman versus Robin, number one, which we're going to get into right about now. But before we do get into that, go over to our website at WeirdScienceDCComics.com. You can read the review for that done by one Gabe. So, you know, it's Gabe. He loves that Predator, he does, Eric. He still enjoys that one. So it's there you go. People. I just want to throw in the shade of the Predator. That's not even a DC book. Why am I doing that, Eric? I don't know. Everyone's Batman wondering. versus Robin, number one. And and as I'm talking, I am on a roller coaster ride myself. It's a runaway train that I'm on right now in my head. I'm having problems Eric, And that'll come up in the mail as well, talking about how we get you know, ready to read books and ready for the podcast, I think I might have overdone it yet again-er. I'm like, Mr. McGoon, no, no. I've done it again. Batman versus Robin, number one, though, was written by Mark Wade, art by Mamad Sar Jordi Belair, and Steve Wan. So the big play of this book is kind of, well, how the hell are we getting to the idea that Damian Wayne Robin is against Batman? Who's in my mind when you get something up. like this? The end. When you get to something like this, it's in my mind what I think because there's Batman. You didn't like at one point where the Batman's ended up blaming Damien for Alfred's that. death, right? Right? I said that I think he's going to come back. There was a but. But also, a lot of people hate Damien. So when you go into this book, you kind of get this idea okay, who's the dick here? Who's the one who's going to have the grudge? Who's going to be a dick? There is a twist, though. And in that, a lot of people are getting wowed by this book. I'm starting to think that you might not like it as much as others. You've had a little bit of these comments on the side, Eric. I'm just trying to figure I'm it out. But, comments? Yeah, you just kind of, like, you didn't say anything. This you went, I think you went and went, Ah, eh, the one point, point you had something when I said the big book, and I said, really? Like, stuff like that, Eric. I, I get the idea that maybe you're a little worried about it, but...
1: It's like you're trying to build up the courage to be worried yourself.
0: Um No, no, I actually really do like this. I don't think I like it as much as some other people because I'm not easily impressed, Eric, as you know. Apparently your wife is, though. She was at one point. Not anymore. Uh, so you end up where you are you have to, if you are paying attention and reading all the other books, especially the Robin book, where we said, and that was my big concern for this. Is this going to just pretty much demolish all of the goodwill that Damien end up having out of his own solo book by Joshua Williamson. And again, when you end up saying that he is being controlled, it seems, and stuff like that, you can kind of write that off, but. You are getting a Damian in this that I think a lot of people who aren't reading those will just assume is just the normal Damien because it is it's kind of a back weird to the idea deal. though
1: because we have Mark Wade writing the 6 issue mini and he's the guy that did the World's Finest with the introducing the Devil Nezha huh, on the idea that this devil when he escaped he was able to to possess all these different heroes to fight Batman and Superman but they always like you know Am I remembering it wrong? Because it just seemed like the possession was they were like he was in control of them. And they weren't just an evil version of themselves. Because what we have here feels less like the devil knows possession and more like I'm Damian Wayne and I hate you, dad.
0: I think that what you're getting here, I think that Mark Wade's playing it a little different. But I think that what he's doing is saying, and I do think that he's saying that this anger and stuff is within Damian. Like it's not totally made up. This was, the, you know, under the surface, especially bringing up you blame me for Alfred's death, things like that. But there is still a little disconnect. There is a bit, especially if you really like that Robin book like we did. And I really think, and you even have the one part where it almost is the Robin no more and throws the patch down. This would have done really well right after that. I mean, really good if he would have went off, got possessed, a little pissed off. But it, it feels a little off, but it still feels pretty good overall and boy there's a lot of characters thrown in this feels like a an event type deal because of the amount of different characters involved and things that I actually didn't think we were going to get but again this comes down to Damian Talia and Batman, you know, which is he's going to go with? What's he going to do? The the son
1: of the Dark Knight detective in the air to the demon's head, like, you know, fortune. I was going to say fortune, but pretty much empire.
0: So you're you're seeing even in this first spread page where they, you know, down the middle there, it's like, I'm my mother's son and I was trained this way. But then I went to the Batman and then, you know, Alfred died and all bets are off and I got pissed and left and all that. Remember, it's funny, too, because the last thing that we saw with Batman and Robin together You were setting up this book by having Robin... Remember, he got really pissed. Shadow work. When you ended up where... Remember, at the end, he's just, I don't care what you say. Like, all of a sudden, he got really, really mad, even though it seemed like they were making progress and stormed off. And then we end up having this here. But it's... Is, again, I'm worried that Damien's just going to end up being a dick again, and everything like I that think Robin Damien's book going to be fine aside, by but, the
1: end of it. We just have this whole idea of Damien being possessed by the Devil Nasal as a way for Batman versus Robin to be a thing and be that insert uh, cash register sound into this whole thing because it's going to sell cash books. register sound. It's going to make money for DC Comics, and it goes back to the idea. I don't know what Mark Wade's plan was, but like you know, him and Joshua Williams to work a thing where. We're going to introduce the de- the Devil Nessa over here in this book, and that's going to be the big catalyst for over here, which is going to be the continuation of the Robin book, which is going to lead into the next era of Batman. Robin. I don't know how it works; it's working out pretty well for the idea of the sync, uh, like the synchronicity of the not synchronicity, but the synergy of how it's working with the books. When you go into this whole thing with the idea of the Devil Nessa and the magic behind what he is, I do have a feeling that it's all just going to be magic based. where everything's going to have an easy out because it's just going to be magic. Because even when we have the idea. Bruce Wayne goes to Wayne matter because he feels like he's being called back to his home, his boyhood home that he now doesn't like use anymore, even though it's it's iconic and I hate that we're not there. But I feel like I need to be here. Then all of a sudden, knock, knock, knock at the door. Knock, knock. Who's there? You're dead. Butler. I don't get it. But the idea.
0: (laughs) See, that was my joke at the beginning.
1: Alfred shows up at the door and it's such a weird situation because we want to play the idea like, oh, my God, is this an imposter? Because how could Alfred be here? And then we have weird things like he says, oh, my God, Master Bruce. Damian Wayne, he's being gra- he's been grabbed by Bane. He's like, this is the last thing that Alfred would know if this is the real Alfred and stuff like that. But when he comes to the door, he's soaking wet in the rain. And when Bruce opens the door, he's like, Alfred, he's like, Master Wayne, it is you. I'm like, well, why would you think it wouldn't be? You know, like, why are you surprised that Master Bruce is at the door? Like the whole thing is it because in your memory he would still be on his Magnum PI vacation with his lady glove? It's such a weird idea that he. It is a weird idea. I don't know how to play it. Because even the idea, like, have we ever had the idea before this that Alfred was cremated when he no, died? No, I didn't because... know
0: that. I didn't know that. And that actually me. Why did he go to his me?
1: grave with Lazarus? Like, the idea that we're going to use it to resurrect him previously in the Robin book if he's been cremated. It doesn't make any sense in this book now.
0: And then when you say that, you kind of feel like, I, I don't know, in this DCU and the things that have happened and even what, you know, Bruce ended up doing for Damien when he died. To cremate a body really is to say, in my mind, I don't want you back. I don't want you coming back. Sometimes get his better. Yeah, and so when Alfred, the weird play is Alfred comes to the door, and I think that the problem is is you want to have to, you can't have Bruce just, oh, my God, Alfred, and hug. That's what you want. You want to have him open the door. There's Alfred. They hug. All right. You almost get that Wally-Barry deal. But people would then say Bruce wouldn't do that. He wouldn't trust this. So you have to go through the stages. When they do end up hugging, it's not as big. But the big problem I have is Alfred, where, where do you think he's walking from? I mean, he looks like he's walking a a little bit of a distance and then gets in and says, oh, my God, the boys in Trump. No, why would you think then you're suddenly three counties over and have to walk through the rain? You obviously realize something has gone on different because you didn't your last memory isn't in a, you know, a parka out in the rain. But then you have to play that. And he ends up that's one of the clues of, oh, my God, it must be Alfred. And you play some funny things here. I ended up outside, like wink, wink, like the outsider, stuff like that that you have that I do think Mark Wade is playing with to maybe, you know, make us think, oh, this has got to be something wrong. or But it isn't. It seems like it is straight up Alfred. We'll see. Maybe it is the outsider, but with all this multiversal stuff going on.
1: We finally have Alfred resurrected, something we've wanted since Tom King went and ruined our favorite father figure in the DC universe. But it's a weird situation where I think it's just going to be down to magic. And magic alone, and not even in a clever way. Because even when, like, Bruce Wayne, he has no idea why he's at Wayne Manor. It's just a feeling yeah. that he needs. to be here. And then to he's going to leave. And he says, I shouldn't leave. Yeah. Like, he's been, he's compelled here is what he is. And it just is a way for the Devil Nezha to send, you know, Damian Wayne, Tim Hunter, and Jakeem Thunder to the Batcave to kill Batman. Because Devil Nezha has a vendetta against Batman for imprisoning him previously. And is it just the idea that's the magic spell, but you didn't do it quite right with the way you worded it along the lines of, I'm going to compel who you feel like your father? And like, who does Damian Wayne compel? Like, your know, yeah, CS's father. That is what it, it is. Is it like it brought Alfred back to life because this is a father figure to him?
0: Yeah. And I, I do believe it's going to be the small print type deal. But like you said, when you end up having him show up, that's it, great. We want Alfred back. For some reason, I didn't get the feels that I thought I would. And I think part of it is me sitting there thinking, you're just going to fudge this. You're not going to let us know whether or not that makes it more of a feels-type deal. but I do think you're right that you're just going to end up having magic. It's magic, and that gets a little bit, you know, you have to worry about that a bit, especially where... This,
1: it's all about magic, and that's all the Devil Nasa is about at this point, because we have all, like, you know, Damian Wayne's possessed by the Devil Nasa. He has magic users at his uh, pretty much at his command as his little small army here to take on Batman, even though it feels weird because we had the freaking world's finest Batman Superman, where we introduced the Devil Nasah. We had the world's finest take out the Devil Nasah, and it seems that the Devil Nasah is only pissed at Batman because you all this magic stuff seems like you should go after Superman first. Personally,
0: well, Eric, he can't
1: get the War World.
0: at this point, <laughs> he's he a war. <laughs> And the funny play is he's sitting there. There's the Devil Nasah with Mother Soul. They're talking. You know, he might be a little upset. Hey, I saw you making out with the freaking Lord Deathman. We'll talk about that later, but here's the deal, we we have Batman and Superman to go after. Like, I'm really pissed. Who should we go after? Well, that's Superman, he's not real good against magic. Yeah, let's not go after him. Let's go after just Batman and Batman. You mean Batman who has a lot of friends in the magic community? Yeah, let's make it harder on ourselves. But it is a weird little play. It works out enough because I think, again, I think that Damian might be shown that he's a little more involved than maybe just being completely 100% you know, taken over. I think that it is gonna show. And I think that Batman will end up using this. And th- again, remember when he said, Hey, I blame you, Damien, for Alfred. If I was there it wouldn't have happened. And I said, We'll get that butt later. And we did. It might have been a, a little too to late. Might have been a little too late. But in this, I think that what we're gonna get, and I think that what Mark Wade might end up having by the end to wrap around it is that Damien's gonna say a lot of really bad things. He does it in this issue, but they're coming from a place of the truth and I think that Batman is going to use this as a learning lesson at the end. Say, listen, all those things. No, no, no. That was the devil in No, no. A lot of those things were true. I got to be a better father. Now, come. Let's hug it out. And I'll cry. And I'll be all well, excited. Even the stuff but- that he's
1: talking about. sounds like the idea behind this whole confrontation with the way that Damien's put is it. It's like, it's about time that I became the Batman father. Like, I- I've grown exhausted waiting for you to leave your mantle. So, like, uh, hand it over to the rightful owner. Not Grayson. Not Todd. Not Drake. Not the weaklings father. Just give to me. I'm like. That's not too bad if, like, the idea is, like, you know, he can't, it's not like he can't take this back. It's like, I want to be Batman one day. It's about time I have it. You know, it's not too bad. Like, I don't fucking love you, you piece of <laughs> shit.
0: I, I just, I wish you going, died instead of Alfred. I, I want him now to go, like, I, I think I need a new coat and get that, like, Batman 666 coat with the real high- The old trench coat, yeah. Well, remember, here's the thing that's a kind of a neat little play in the whole continuity of things. In that Batman 666 issue... He does mention something dark happened around this time in his life that ended up changing him to get towards that you yeah. know dark future. That may not or whatever you know. That's just that whole you know alternate deal hyper time. But I think that's an interesting play. Now, an interesting play as well is the idea that Joaquin thunders there. I wish that, and I you know having so Tim cool. Hunter there is okay.
1: The books of magic never really did it for me. So you have this Harry Potter character here, and they are a thing that predates Harry Potter, but he's essentially. Harry Potter here. And it's just so funny to see because you never see Tim Hunter show up.
0: No, you don't. And I forgot that he was in the New 52 and the Just League Dark book. Yeah. And then after that, he actually did change. The crazy thing is they spell it out that he was one of the things that changed with the Superman Reborn. We finally found out one of the three things that actually did change because it melded his books of magic deal to the New 52 deal to give him back his green eyes and nonsense like that. But it's okay, that Tim Hunter, but Jakeem's great, and I wish it was another character, because I wish that what we had was Devil Nezha taking advantage of these young characters that weren't allowed to advance, that were put aside. Like, Jakeem, we haven't even seen, so I think it would have been a cool play of, you know, some of these younger characters, and then Tim Hunter, I'm like, no, that's just magic. We saw Jakeem in uh, that
1: Teen Titans series. Yeah, I
0: know, but he's never been able to get past, like, you know, that they want to become bigger and better, like Damien wants to become Batman. I thought that maybe you could end up He's kind of pushing that on them, and they come out and do these things. But you're just getting Tim Hunter there as a magic user. Uh, But it's played out well. I like the way that Batman is aware of him and saying, you know, he's going to be one of the best, if not the best magic users in the DCU. But he's not there yet. And even right now, he needs something to work as a wand. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really clever, the idea that they're trying to electrify the penny and do all these things with magic. I thought that was neat. Now, one of the things, and I said, you end up having Mark Wade drop these little nuggets there, including at one point when he says, to Batman says to Alfred, you know, what about your daughter? What about your granddaughter? And I was like, well, what's his granddaughter. And am I have no I idea who his granddaughter is. No, That's the thing. That's like a real
1: mystery. I thought that was an idea of trying to, like, see if he knew he had a granddaughter who played along, along those lines to see if he's not real.
0: Isn't that a weird game to play, though, Like to say that? But Alfred, that's the thing. Alfred should have said, if that's the case, I don't have a granddaughter. Or, oh, yeah, but it was weird. It was a weird play, especially when you're having things getting all changed up in the continuity and Alfred coming back magically as there something going on. I want to see what that actually means. But you then get a fight, and you end up having Damien, pretty badass. I mean, he's bad to the bone, Eric, as they say. And... I like where he knows what Batman's going to do. He knows how he's going to attack. He knows how this is. And this is a setup. I mean, he's there in the Batcave waiting for Batman. And that's, again, maybe something's missing there, that Batman kind of was led a bit by Nezha. It's a weird play to say that Bruce was compelled to go to the mansion. Yeah. Then Alfred shows up, but then damien's waiting for him in the, in in the Batcave. It's a, it's a weird bunch of well, coincidences. He's
1: compelled to the mansion, but I figure you know even Bruce Wayne, even though know, he doesn't know why he's there before he leaves, I have to assume eh, better go check out the cave Even though it's a weird thing too, because even though this is like it almost feels like man, I haven't been here in a dog's age. We're constantly we were just here in the regular Batcave. I know we, we, we constantly keep
0: going back. Yeah, that's the problem. That is really the problem, and. You know, if you're going with the synergy of the other books, like you said, I would have liked to have seen Tim here as well. Maybe Damien could have incapacitated him a bit to like, hey, I I always knew you were not. Or whatever the case may be. But when Damien says I was waiting, you know, this long, I'm like, were you waiting months? Like, what were you doing here? What were you going on? I really hope that in this, too, because now we have Alfred back, as far as we know, I hope by the end we also get back to the mansion. You got to get back to the mansion and, and even in that when they're talking about, well, you know, Batman goes to the brownstone. He's close to No, no, no. You got to get back to this because it's so well, good. You're going
1: to get to back to basic stuff like that. I'm just sitting here with Alfred back. like. So what are you going to do with that? All them billions that you gave Dick Grayson?
0: <laughs> he's already he's already left a message. We got to talk a bit there. My my young fellow. Uh, and then he realizes, like, really, you spent all this on that stupid statue of me and my butler outfit? Cause it's, a, it's a weird like, situation because
1: do we have Batman who supposedly, like, oh, I'm not out of money, but he's not, you know, Bruce Wayne rich anymore. So, like, does that money just go to Bruce Wayne so Batman can go back to basics? Back to I, the I think and they're like all
0: going to pull it together. I do think that that's the out where Dick says, you know, I, I feel wrong with all of this. And maybe we will have that. And then you can go back to the mansion. You can do all that stuff going on. I am looking forward to having books where Alfred does go around. He does his victory lap, you know, and goes and re-meets people. They all hug him because even that when he ended up where they thought Dick Grayson was dead after, uh, forever evil. And you go into that Grayson book. One of my favorite moments was when Damian ended up showing up in that Grayson book to, you know, when he found out that Dick was actually alive. So I want to see. Alfred, go do Dick Grayson and all the others. That'd be pretty Now, somebody cool, needs
1: to sound like that. I can't wait to see Alfred do Dick Grayson. <laughs> there
0: we go. <laughs> that I will grab that, well, I want to see Alfred go do Dick Grayson. You have this fight. As they were getting into it, though, Batman realizes something's wrong with Damien and pushes Alfred to the side, says, Don't reveal yourself. Get over here. Uh, we got to figure this out first. Uh, I got something's wrong and when they do end up having the attack, and you have some wow moments, Jakeem ends up, and I do like how Mark Wade gives you that really quick version of the cool things about the characters. You have the so cool with the genie, and you end up having him riding the T-Rex. You end up having Tim Hunter as he's using uh, what looked like a screwdriver.
1: Screwdriver, later on a crowbar. And
0: that's pretty cool. And then in that, though, you do have Alfred then reveal himself to Danian thinking that this has gone too far. This is getting dangerous some people are gonna get hurt. as you end up at a, a kind of a funny deal where Batman's getting the crap kicked out of him by all the other costumes that were in the Batcave. I thought well, that was funny pretty too. What's costumes
1: that you had that a actually attacking him because what you had was the original Batman costume, the original Robin costume, and the of a little Thomas Wayne wore little bit of a little
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah, the Dr. Hurt-looking was uh, yeah. was pretty funny. I like that one the most where it's just beating the crap. It looks like too. Here's the deal. Batman is fighting costumes and it looks like he's def- in the defensive position like he doesn't want to fight back up the costumes. I'm like, "Come on now." But this you know
1: how gives, hard they're going to be to replace? The
0: one of a kind. That is true. That is true. But it does give a little bit of a way so Alfred can go up to Damien.
1: Master Damien,
0: stop all this. And, he, and again, Alfred, I like the play. Alfred Pennyworth. just thinks like he was gone for, you know, nothing. And everybody should be like, oh, my God. Hey, what's up, Pennyworth? Damien doesn't believe it. He actually at one point seems like he does. Like you actually can play the hurt in his face as he sees Alfred that first point. But then he's really like, no this is bullcrap i'm not falling for it and it's gonna kill well, it's not, that's the
1: thing it's like it's not even just like no this is bullcrap he pulls out knives is gonna murder alfred and batman has to break off his fight then just to grab his son and say no, no 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 yeah
0: exactly i thought that was a funny play where mark wade brings back alfred and might have killed him and three pages later i'm like oh no alfred and then you realize yeah, you're gonna get alfred out of there but like, he's in big trouble so you end up where batman goes and tackles damien and then they take off. They take off Batman and not allowed take to off ass- down Assassin's the Creed a Pennyworth. Yeah, no, and that's what it would have been like. And they take off down into the caverns. They're going down. Damien yells, There's a lot of traps and a
1: lot of, you know, big falls. This part of the cave is unexplored and stuff like that, even though there's a lot of pitfalls and like, you know, bottomless pits so essentially, but Oh, no, there's also this one that we accidentally just fall into that also takes us to the Bat Boat that Damien doesn't know about. Yeah,
0: unexplored. I'm telling you, they're, like, running. And should we go left, Master Bruce? No, 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 that's where the Joker fell off that that waterfall, and he found out, oh, should we go right? No, no, that's where the... You know, dark metal like all these times you go down. It's always some. Hey, what's this?
1: Oh, no, that area is rife with Dionysium. I'm
0: telling you, at one point, he's like, you're not going to believe this. It doesn't make any sense. But that's where I got Hal Jordan and I put him in a cave. At, or no, Booster Gold, it was. No, that's no, where down I that way is the, the
1: side exit to the freaking Batman Azura and Oz back cave. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm telling you, they've been down all these things so many times. But he ends up, yeah, like you said, they fall off. Damien pulls out a gun and says, this is what I call closure. I do think that it is pretty, and I'm not even going to hit the bad to the bone. Yes, I am. When he says, I wish you were wearing pearls, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what are you talking? And he ends up shooting Batman. My party
1: gift to you, Father's Closure. The Batman life ends as it begins. I only wish you were wearing pearls. Blah, blah,
0: blah. Yeah, that's pretty badass. I mean, that's pretty mean, too. And he does blam, blam, blam him. Luckily, as you go, if you're going to have magic solve everything, you also have the idea hey, Alfred, you know I'm I'm poor as shit, but I ended up changing my outfit last week so I can withstand these bullets. He didn't even have to do that. He could have just... These enhanced the bullets. Caviar. Yeah, the enhanced bullets. So he ends up where they were falling. He grabs onto a rail because they end up falling down into where they have the boat, and then they get in it and get the hell out of there. We finally do get the hug then. I just think it was a little too late for what it is. And yeah, it's nice, but you end up having them hug then. As they go off to figure out what the hell is going on with Damien and why is he there? And he even had it where Batman was yelling out, Why are you controlling these other kids? He seems to be aware that Damien is the one that is really, you know, going in there, puppets to him, things like that. But we have Damien go back to the Tower of Fate. That's pretty big for Damien, you the know, idea just going
1: in back there. to the Tower of Fate. We didn't know that's where he started, but when we'll you even see Salem, the Tower of Fate, I don't know what's going on in the background around. Is it the moon or the sun's turned into a black hole? Is it a solar eclipse? I don't know, but all of a sudden it's all about magic all of the time where we have all of these relics everywhere. Even the eclipse of black diamond, which feels weird because what's going on in dark crisis right now. But, and he's not in a cosmic freaking glaive, Jim. He's in the freaking black diamond, but it's such a weird idea because the devil Nasa is now taking up stake at, as a, on a throne in the freaking tower of fate. And this whole idea that he's going after all of these magic users that are friends of Batman that might be able to help him. But putting him in weird states where, oh, yeah, I'm not going to kill them. I'm just going to put him in a really uncomfortable state that Batman can't solve for the moment. But we have all of these things, all of these magic artifacts of our heroes. And we have no idea what's happening. No might tell you, there's Alan Scott's Green Lantern to sitting there all at, at the throne. Weird like, stuff, right? What are we doing with all this? Because, yes, you want to tell me the scope is big. But you just can't throw these things here at the end of the book and tell me. This is how big it is without showing me because yes, I saw Zatana has this weird Schrodinger's noose where she's alive and dead at the same time, but can still talk to Batman like it's no problem. The demon Etrigan is in half freaking like transitions with, you know, Jason Blood where he looks like a goddamn monstrosity that's constantly It looks like he went through. It looks like Jason Blood and Etchigan went through the flies transporter, it does. like, and now they're fused together and just screaming. I'm oh, like, it's the worst. It's, it's awful dark shit, but what does this mean ultimately to the book and what we're doing with that? Oh my God, when they've taken out Justice League Dark, I'm like, oh, like, yeah. I don't know. For some reason. Yeah, I know. For some reason, even just Zatanna talking to Batman while she has Schrodinger's news on where she's not alive or dead. I don't know what that's supposed to mean to me. And I'm telling you, I don't even know how Constantine comes back to where Constantine is entwined with some grotesque symbiosis with Swamp Thing that's destroying them both. like, there is Vines is poking out of the inside of his eyes out. I'm like, yeah, he's just dead is what he is. But which Swamp Thing,
0: Eric? So, you go and it just feels like they're Alex. trying to torture that. They're, they're trying to end up where they want to take down all of magic, but if you're going to do that, it's like one of those plays that's very odd. The idea that wouldn't you be better served just killing Zatanna, get rid of Constantine. Kill him all. But, You know, it ends up where it's almost there to take them over like you
1: did to everybody else. Yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe they're too. I don't know. We did get the backwards magic, and I, I thought it was funny like earlier where Batman is trying to figure out all the things he has. And this is probably, in my mind, one of the best. The versions of showing that Batman doesn't have all the gadgets or all the money when he's just emptying his pockets. He's got like three
1: smoker days, so a there. bunch of lockpits, a Swiss army knife. I thought that was
0: kind of neat. Like we've never seen that when they say like, oh man, he doesn't have everything because every time he gets involved in things, he just ends up having the things. So he's there, okay, I got this, I got this and this. And even says at the one point, we got to keep off communications. I don't know exactly who's involved, who's there. So that kind of gives you that play of, okay, we won't get a hold of Dick Grayson right now. We won't get Tim Drake. We're just going to have to figure this out first. And when they do that and they have that key, I thought that was a neat little thing where you have the key that can open any door that goes then to Zatana. And when he goes, it is weird because you're just sitting there and now it's just getting thrown at you of oh, my God, what's happening here? All these magic users, they're out of the game, and now Batman has to go, but you don't really get a lot of the setup of that. It just happened. I might have wanted to see at least Zatanna or somebody end up where we see how this happens. We do get a little of Zatanna, but not not enough in my mind. And then at the end, you just have, I mean, it's just this crazy amount of things just at the feet of the Devil nest. The helm of
1: fate, Detective Chimp's freaking little hat for some reason. Something that looks like the freaking cosmic rod, but not quite exactly. But it's not exactly right. Or maybe it's just like the cosmic wave. I don't know. Maybe. It might be.
0: At, at one point, I would have loved to have had where me and you go, Nezha and Mother Soul, they, they end up going away, and we're the heroes, and we go in, like, everybody, grab some equipment here. We're going to just use all this stuff. And I'm left with Detective Chimp's freaking hat. The only thing that I get, the superpowers, now I have lice. I'm all pissed off. And then you come and, like, pick it out and eat them. Just like you're a chimp yourself, Eric. But in that, you have Satana, and the, the visuals are really good. I, I think the visuals are really I neat. Great, I like the idea of, you know, they go in and it's just like, oh my God, Satana, she's just hanging there on a Schrodinger's noose. But it's that magic is under attack what's going on, and then Damien in the Tower so of Fate. So tired
1: of magic being under attack, though, because it just takes me back to Hecate and what we dealt does. with the Upside Down Man. And again, man, I'm sure like we're going
0: to get more of that stuff, though. I think that the Upside Down Man, he's a little detained off he's of this not, dark because army. He's here. Well, yeah, there's so But you end up where Damien's there, and he's like, oh, these trinkets and things, and ends up like, <laughs> "There's, theres he, he sees the clip, and just tosses the deal away, and then says, okay, uh, we're going to get this together, and we're going to, you know, get together Mother Soul and the Devil Nezha. And in that, I'm like, okay, well, I don't really, really know what that means really yet, even though it was Mother Soul trying desperately to get the Devil Nezha, we thought, and the whole deal with the tournament, the Lazarus tournament, stuff like that.
1: Somehow the Devil Nezha has something to do with the demon of the Lazarus pits.
0: Yeah, and, and it's weird, too, because when you have, but, you know, they have the whole deal, and when Damien's talking, he has this narration talking to him at one point, and you could say it's devil Nezha, but there was things about family and things like that, and I sort of think that maybe Raish, his dead, you know, dead race might be involved somehow. I don't know. I, I don't know. By the end, though, I did like this. I thought it felt big. It's just that I hope that this first issue is one of those to like really try to wow you with just Alfred back. Oh, my God, look at all And these, that, like- that is
1: the big wow factor moment of it for how it is, though, and how it plays out. And hopefully it becomes something that you really can grab a hold of with the rest of the family later on because this whole big reveal of Alfred being alive here, it's just here, but we don't have time to really embrace this idea, and make like sense of it because we're right into the like the deep end of this story where shit goes bad fast, and I don't think we would have time to really explore what it means to have alfred back until after the story's over
0: yeah now the funny play there's a couple of weird plays here again we're assuming this is you know it'd be a real shame is at the end it's not alfred that after all of that all of that stuff because remember
1: alfred said let's, let's he go. doesn't fade away
0: well <laughs> alfred goes let's go down into the basement and we'll do some physical tests that would really do they never got to do those because damien was down there and attacked so it was a weird play to have that set up but it was also the play of Alfred would do that. Okay. And he knew everything, all that going on. So when they have that,
1: this is how I know it's not a dream because I knew that the real Bruce Wayne yeah, would yeah. want to do tests on me. Come here, son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's is, it is just, a, it's a weird, but I like the idea how you said about where Danium wished, you know, oh, my dad would come here. And then you do get like a pet cemetery deal with Alfred where he just ends up. Well, you know, they both kind of were fathers to him. So here we go. He's there. And he just, Zips in but that seemed a little Like fudge so we'll have to see How that plays and the the Wow factor of seeing like you said at the end You're like why are all these things there this Nonsense with you know the lantern And all that I think that that is meant To be a wow factor Of oh my god they have all those so it's, it's
1: I don't know, man. I don't buy it, because Superman and Batman, yeah, they struggled last time, but essentially they were able to beat the Devil Nezha themselves, and now you have all of magic being taken down while this dude is sitting on a fucking throne in the Tower of Fate. Yeah,
0: and the weird play that, and I, I guess, you know, you even have that cloak there that he has that looks like like Shazam's freaking like cape or something. I don't know exactly what that is, but that's what it looks like. When you go through this there... It's weird because I would have rather have seen that they have the, this equipment and they're going to use it. Like, oh my god, there! It Holy seems shit, like Shazam's here.
1: cape. I didn't even see him holding on to that. It's not like he's wearing it. He is holding a bloody Shazam yeah, cape in his bloody. hands.
0: And I think that's what you're supposed to be more Wow. That the thing is, I. It's weird because oh, no. the play is in my mind of, oh man, they have the helmet. Of fake. no, no, no. I think you're supposed to be like, oh crap, there's a bloody handprint on it. What happened? Like they killed all these people. Where are they? Oh my god, Shazam. These th-. So it makes it bigger. In the way, though, it's it, it comes off a little different than that. But I think that basically it's like, hey, all these characters have this equipment. They're done. Detective Chimp, he out. He Detective Chimp goes nowhere without that hat. I, I just like, don't babe.
1: know how the hell any of our heroes are going to fight anything of the dark, uh, the great darkness army if the devil Nesna could take out all of magic users in the DC universe all by himself. Well,
0: what they need to do is recruit this asshole and get him on the good side. Let's get him to go and help us in this. I'm just waiting for this a to, go to
1: Superman, who was equally a foe of his when he got like you know, uh, t- entombed again. And he might show
0: up. I did see him. This is just an aside. I did see a cover. I Why think is it was it when Batman I was going
1: and Superman versus Robin.
0: Well, there you go. Or how about you can't have it as versus Nezha? But again, it kind of seems like that. But in that, uh, I saw a cover, varying cover, something for the December issue. And you did legit have Batman with the helmet of fate on, yeah. So that seemed pretty cool, and you might end up where they go and get that.
1: I feel like we've done that a bunch with lately. We it's saw kind of Superman gimmick. with that before, and I forget which comic. But we also had Wonder Woman do that And that. was it Last Night on Earth, though. So I think that's where she had that before. Man, One of those I weird Elseworlds. Love it. It just feels like it's being overplayed now.
0: You're going in this, and you have Mark Wade, who is getting praise for the world's finest book, The Batman Superman World's Finest, book, because he is playing this game. He is showing you. Oh, man, remember when comics used to have these big things and have these crazy things? And this continues in this. It's just I I hope that we get some a little more explanation of the whole deal and get something more of a story than just wow moments. But there's wow moments here. And I did like I still did like it. It sounds like, you know, we're pissing on it the whole time. No, I thought it was a pretty good start for. What is like a cool little event here on its own? I thought that it felt big, especially when you have things like Satan and Constantine. That's why I think that's only there. When we say the idea, just you're there, you see Constantine, oh my God. just to make it feel big. Constantine
1: being tortured. We see it for a panel, and this is what how to tell Batman. Let's imagine Batman's like, oh no, Constantine, shucks.
0: It'd be funny too. I want to have where Etrigan, he starts his rap and his rhyming and his stealing,
1: and then all of a sudden,
0: Jason Blood ends up messing it up every time Now that's good <laughs> He sets him up with such How a good rhyme How
1: they when they spend all their time screaming in agony Well
0: look, they're, well, they're sharing that Same mouth so it would be hard But I do want it to be like Hey everybody, you know why When you fight me, you're gonna And then he leaves it for Jason, run And they, oh man, you jerk You've messed it up again uh, But the art's great and I think that this is something That if you are you know, going and saying, "Hey, eh, I don't really love a lot of the books. I want something big or whatnot. This is something you should grab and something you should read. It's pretty good. Uh, what would you give it?
1: I would end up giving this a 7.8 out of 10 because while I look forward to the next issue and think this is an okay start to it, it just wasn't as big as we needed to be because it relied a lot on wow factors that like, didn't really explore the wowness of them except for just having it fill in your face, okay, and then let's move on. It's like, I need a little bit more of this exactly yeah at this point but uh (laughs) yeah
0: i agree with you uh but i'm actually a little higher i'm gonna go 8.5 one of the things that it reminds me of is that deal with the world's finest book that mark wade's doing where people keep giving it high scores high scores and me and you have kind of you know hey it is good but it's not as great as people are saying or we're not getting as much story and i i we start this and i'm like okay, I'm kind of back to the beginning of that World's Finest. I really like this. I like seeing Jakeem, all of the characters. Well, even Jakeem here,
1: there's nothing for him because even when you get back to the Tower of Fate, he just falls over and he's not he's not being used to the Yeah, Damien anymore. like snaps he's his fingers and
0: he just falls over and I'm like,
1: oh, you mean that he's not,
0: like, that almost felt like Wait, he's what, done.
1: Did Jakeem say more than so cool and sick him, Genie? Yeah, That's enough for me right
0: now, but I do like that
1: people might Tim be Hunter.
0: interested in there and Tim Hunter ended up doing not much, so hopefully we'll see more of those characters but it did look like damien gets back i'm done with you boom done and then move on but damien in that again where he is being controlled by the devil nesha we're saying that but he seems to be you know kind of a little snarky to the devil nesha in a way that he isn't exactly like what shall i do my lord of the darkness like he doesn't feel like he's an automaton just doing everything that nesha wants and that's what I'm interested in, because he kind of ends up like, hey, who else is going to bring you two together, you jerks? Like, he seems really sassy with it. So I want to see.
1: I am afraid it's going to come back to this weird thing, because the idea that for some reason in that world's finest, they really pushed the idea that, maybe it was Shadow War, I forget now, but, or even Robin, but the idea that, you know, Rachel al Ghul created the Lazarus Pits with science, but then there was also a mystical demon inside, and like, I don't know where they were going with that story, but. Is it because of the science that the Al have, like, tamed the Lazarus Pit so he can't be fully controlled? So he can't I don't be know. fully
0: controlled. Maybe we'll see something, maybe. And, and with that, you would hope that eventually he does go back and talks to Talia a bit because he ends up even saying that I'm going to go talk to Mother. So we'll see how that's uh, going. And, you know, that Mother Soul, you can't trust her, Eric, you know. But we'll see how this all plays she out. Lord kisses Death men's Man, without lips. I'm telling you, Lord Deathman finds out about this. He ends yeah. up being the big hero as he comes back. I thought you were making out with me. Oh, my goodness. You gave me a boner, Eric. A, a boner. What's next,
1: <laughs> Superman, Seneca, number 15, written by Tom Taylor, R5CN, Torme, Scott Hanna, Federico Blee, Matt Herms, and Dave Sharp, And we're continuing and concluding. Our rising story with the Superman, the revolutionaries all going up against and actually Damian Wayne as well, going up against the Gamora forces and Henry Bendix. And this is a kind of a really good issue because I don't know, it's just everybody coming together at this point in time seems like they're like, you know, working together well. Even like the revolutionaries are a wild card. You don't know what the hell Asita was gonna do if she was actually just gonna end up murdering people on John's watch or not, but they actually did come together and it actually besides for jay nakamura's mother staying a goddamn hideous monster i don't monster understand woman,
0: how that happened and just, then at the end nobody a, seems
1: it's concerned a, it's a feel-good book besides for this moment like oh thank god i have my mind back but i'm a hideous monster woman
0: <laughs> now it might my, my problem in this is that i think that things and maybe it is because of the way you know hey we got to get i didn't ever expect kal-el to come back before he goes off to die in the death of justice league and again talking about that you realize how they should have probably played it a little different with the whole dc thing and that death of the just like but you end up having you know kal i going to come back and we're going to have a couple of stories and some of this stuff with lex and Ben, it's going to continue later even so how this plays out it just felt like a really quick way to end it but it felt like a tom taylor ending when everything just comes to play everything works out everybody does the right thing everybody does what it takes and then boom they're done and they can high-five and then get going. In that, you have some pretty cool moments. You have some really good, you know, little one-liners well, the idea of using it because deal.
1: We had Henry Bendix, who had to team up with Lex Luthor, because Lex Luthor had this, like, you know, proprietary teleportation system that Bendix needed to use. So in this whole thing, it's like, all right, well, we have to get to this thing that we have to get to a certain point to stop the scientists who are using, the like, the consoles to control all of the Gamora core but in order to do that, we have to get down there. But if anybody goes down there, everybody's head's going to explode. So we have to come up with a teleportation system. Like, and there's Wink. And I forgot all about the idea of Wink being there and teleporting. It was a great use of John Giles you know, getting to the idea like, all right, I'm going to go in here. Wink, let's go. we got to teleport down here. And then severing the connection, pretty much uh, like taking away all of Bendix's forces to the point where even when Bendix teleports to Skywatch, like, you know what? I'm going to burn all these motherfuckers down. And John, not like, I, no more to that's the biggest problem with this issue in my mind is that when Dreamer's talking about John, like, this is it. This is the part of my dream where Bendix burns Gabor. I'm like, motherfucker, we didn't see any of this in the stuff you talked about with Dreams. We saw Batman being executed and all this weird stuff. But I don't remember, you know, Gamora and the rest of the revolutionaries being killed by a freaking satellite laser beam. But I love where John's like, I'm not going to let this happen. He shows that he is Superman. He is like, you know, can step out of the freaking shadow of his father and be his own Superman where he goes and is willing to sacrifice himself for all the people Gamora and his friends when he is taking the full brunt of this laser like like to make sure that everybody else could survive and that is the coolest part of the book where we actually see that this laser for some reason whatever it may be if, if it's that one thing that we saw previously on Gamora where it was like it, it was that solar radiation to make his powers go wonky it looks like John might be getting a new power and that's exciting
0: yeah i actually we'll talk about that because there's a lot of talk about what it might be or what it might not be but in that I'm telling you, this, this ended up being like the end of the Suicide Squad book with the revolutionaries to me, you end up, you do a lot of setup, to then just end up. And again, this is silly to say, but it ends because it has to end. You end up having things putting there. And I think that Tom Taylor realizes, okay, this was a little rush to an ending here. So what I have to do is I got to set up obstacles, but he only sets them up to immediately then say, oh, wink, come here, boom. It's clever enough that you have the characters to do that, but it always feels, in my mind, like like there's no problems.
1: We've had the teleportation system set up for issues like a long time now.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying. They just say, well, you can't get down there. Anything that happens in this, well, you can't do that. Oh, well, I'm going to do it. And then they end up having a way, and there's no real problems. They end up going, you end up having these scientists. Oh, my God, they're down there. Let's go over here. We'll help you get out. And nothing really felt like there was any tension in my mind because you just end up having everybody do what they're going to do. You have you end up having Jay, you have Jay face done. off with his mom. And he's like, you can't touch me because I can face through things. Well, if you don't let me punch you, I'll tell I'm going to end some- up.
1: That's some Diabolical shit from Henry Bendix with even the idea of where he hates the Nakamura so much. That's for the mother being could no, the diabolical president. No, is
0: blow her damn head off right well, there. No, that's because, Diabolical. And the thing is,
1: the Diabolical is doing that after the fact because he's already changed Jay Nakamura, who's been a thorn in his side with the truth and all the exposés that he's done in Gamora and Henry Bendix himself. So now he can turn his mother into a monster, then use his mother monster to beat the ever-loving shit out of him while well, he gets to sit there and watch. And even the idea Jay Nakamura has powers. He has the ability to phase through things. Like, he can't hurt me, John. You go and fly away. So John's like, I don't want to leave you, but you're right. I gotta go and continue on doing other stuff. And as soon as John leaves, there's freaking Henry Banks. Like, look, if you don't let me hit you, I'm gonna blow your mother's goddamn head up in front of you. So you have this diabolical guy who's doing I all of this, I but he really like just has a personal vendetta yeah, against this family and these people and wants to hurt him as much as he can. And he she punches him once
0: That's that's the problem, now you can say that off panel You get a yeah. couple other whacks in But it's one punch, even then when John's there He has done things To get, they like burn out That little control piece and whatever You could have done that really quickly and went But he's ending up, oh I gotta go leave me to this, and that's a nice enough moment But the idea where you know, I could blow your mom's head off. I think that's more diabolical and just ends up being like, oh my God, and I didn't have much feels of this monstrosity. Because again, when he's doing that, I don't think Jay's thinking, oh no, my mom just hit me. She doesn't love me. Just like we said, where Damien's fighting Batman, at the end, Batman's going to say Nesha was controlling. Right here, it's just Bendix. And. You end up where again they sever the control, and then boom, it's my mom. But she's a What does
1: he make me do? I'm like, oh my God, mom! Look, I'm so, look. I already forgive you for fighting me. I know was you, but please, can you turn away? I don't want to look at you.
0: Yeah, and, but I and so, so love you. You yeah. end up as you have to go forward. You have the revolutionaries out there, and like you said, Asida, she doesn't hurt anybody. And they say, "Yeah, I saw her holding back, but we didn't really." It just seemed everything happens conveniently to end the Bendix stuff with Lex. I like.
1: No, not even that, but the idea where everything goes away and, like, you know, Robin shows up and Bendix is, you know, this might be a forced situation where freaking Robin just shows up because he is Robin. He's able to bypass all security and do this and this. Pretty much go up there and bitch-slap Bendix out of his seat.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and he does the Batman slap. You're trying to play stuff like that, and it's okay. And then he runs. Bendix runs. Now, with that, though, this is, again, this whole play was really – You know, I said all along, very surface level politics, the idea that Bendix was going to have these superpowers, the rising, they were going to go off and get bought by other countries. I want to see if anything, just does that just all end? Because in this, these people in Gomorrah and the whole world's watching this. This has been something that the world's been watching. What do they think is happening at this point, especially with the revolutionaries outside? That are seen plain sight. These are looked at by the world as pretty much terrorists, even if they're eco-terrorists. They're going, and the president ends up, I don't know that they're going to realize the president was going to blow up all of Gomorrah, As Lex ends up yelling, you better not implicate me and do all this. At the end, it just feels like it's like, we did it, everyone. I'm like, what does everybody think they did? Because right now, the ex-president of Gamora is a monstrosity, and she just like away just to have Jay and John Kiss, which is fine. I just wonder what the hell everybody around the world thinks is happening well, with the thing, Gamora and all th- this going down. I anybody
1: knows what's going on here because it is its own country. I don't think they'll let things get out and about and under Henry Banks. Like, Lex is able to see what's going on because his own yeah, private I think satellite, this satellite might machine. Yeah,
0: tele- tele- I think this might fully be televised. Yeah, I don't think any of that's going on. Well, at the end, you have at least 100 people with their phones filming everything. So There's something where people are getting... Su- and it looks like these people are attacking the president without really knowing. So I but I don't think anything's going to come of it. So all of that politics that we had before just kind of get thrown out to just have. But it's superhero of well, on
1: the way out anyway, from all of that. Ecstasy, yeah. well, the never, that's previously. My problem.
0: But that's my problem with Tom. T- he introduces these things and then kind of at points, even like I said, Suicide Squad, you had all the things at the end when they end up figuring out, oh, my God, this was, you know, Black Mask doing this and all that stuff. It just kind of goes away and never is explained, and that's how he usually plays these things. But there are, like I said, good moments when Lex goes and he has the power suit. He goes and ends up where Bendix teleports up to the Skynet deal and Skywatch. And, yeah, Skywatch. And, and Lex just out the door you go and ends up sending him into space. I mean, he's got to be dead, bro. Right? Oh
1: yeah, I'm saying Henry Bendix is dead, dead. And in my mind, it's so great that Lex is the one to do it because the thing is, you know. If John did it, and he would feel really upset about it, even if it was something that he couldn't control, unless let's say there was a feedback loop where the laser shot up and destroyed Skywatch along those lines, he would feel terrible about that. But just because Henry Benx is dead now, and it's like that feels good, even when it explodes. Like I don't know what John's going to think that did. Maybe he will have the guilt of it, even though it was Lex that hit the self destruct on Actually, Skywatch. Actually, he but-
0: seems to just say that it, you know, it ended up blowing up, and I tried; it didn't look like anybody was there. I didn't see any bodies or something. So.
1: Did you use your x-ray vision to see that lone body floating through yeah, space? Yeah,
0: no, he didn't. Or else I see this guy in a power suit going, oh my goodness. But he ends up where, when he takes the brunt of the laser, the whole deal, and, and it is a funny. I mean, if you're going to play off the idea of being funny, Bendix gets down to just a Dr. Evil, I'm going to shoot a laser, and end up blowing up Gamora. So he's that insane. And yeah, and even Lex says, I like scorched earth, but this is a little even worse for me. So he ends up killing seemingly Bendix. And, and this ends is why up Lex like, is the best. I love when Lex says, and, and that's the other thing in this. I wish we got more. And he says it, but I don't think we'll get more where Lex is the best. And you always, we talk about this is the idea. And he says it here. You're, I don't want you to implicate me. It, the best is, is when it looks like there's no way Lex can get out of it. And then they're like, Nope, I have this, 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 and it was really clever and set up. I think this Always is the smartest just the idea. in the room. And I think in this, where Tom Taylor's just playing like, yeah, he's not, so he'll, it's he'll almost get a out weird
1: idea, but, though, because you have this, you know, this character from the Wildstorm comics that's been imposed into this DC universe now and being the main villain of John Kent, the new Superman. And this really just says to me at the end, because we had this weird situation where Lex was involved with him. It just seems to be teleportation, and that's it. But Kiwi he just comes in in the last bit, like, you know, John doesn't defeat Henry Bendix, Lex defeats Henry Bendix. And it's almost like the idea, Look, I'm the Ted Honcho when it comes to freaking Superman baddies here. Whether it's his son or his father, I'm the guy. I'm the only bald baddie that's going to be around. So he takes out his, his his freaking Bendix character. I'm like, you know what? I like that. I like that a lot because you're really showing you are the top dog, Lex. And and with that,
0: <laughs> I thought that that was Black Adam. Uh, what I like about that actually is that idea. It, just a little funny play. And this isn't what Tom Taylor would mean by it. But I think it's funny because people did uh, you know, get upset. Oh, John will never be my Superman. Cal L is always Superman. Well, Bendix ends up being John's Lex Luthor. I mean, even with the bald head and all that being funny. And you have Lex coming in you like, no, no, no.
1: Looking motherfucker. The, the big
0: boys are coming in now because Cal's coming back and I'm getting rid of you. We're going to get this nonsense. Now, there are, uh, like I said, a couple things that I thought were odd plays. The one being is that you have. Tom Taylor, and he keeps pushing this, and I, I don't know that you need to do this, where he ends up at the beginning of this, almost saying, or saying, listen, I ended up being in a volcano with a guy, a doppelganger of my dad, torturing me every day, but this right here is worse. I'm like, no, there's no way that this right here is worse, but by the end, you're playing the deal, John getting a new power, it looks like. Now some people, this is where I was talking, some people are already trying to figure things out and they're using some of the things you see but i think it's more of how it looks on the page it might not be what it is but maybe some people are hoping even that this is going to be the blue and red where he ends up getting hit and we might end up having that blue and red superman be deal cool. going
1: i just came off thinking was it was like a solar flare because like something's building up people are me.
0: starting to think it's a solar flare as well that's not as cool the blue-red would be neat, and you could even play a lot with that going on. And
1: It's kind of neat in a nostalgic way, but when it happened back in the day, people hated it. Oh, I know,
0: but now people have kind of come around, it would be kind of a neat nostalgia thing. Like you said, now I think what's going to happen, and it's a weird play, because I think they're going to go with that idea, well, son, you know, when you end up getting your age, you end up adding powers, and you could play back Superman, any power he needed, he'd end up having back in the day. Sure like is. You'd have just powers thrown. But you do have Cal coming back, and I think that this is a setup to be like a father son moment of getting okay. This is normal. He's there for him. You're a teenager. You know all this stuff going down, and I think it might be pretty cool. But I wouldn't mind if he ends up having a full out new
1: power. No, that'd be great. I would love a new power that that his father doesn't have to really differentiate this. Superman well, that's from what the you other. need
0: to do. You still end up where people still will. Oh, we don't. You need a something to differentiate the things going down. Invisibility. Well, yeah. And maybe. I mean, when he looks it's like this purple, it's behind my eyes. I don't know what he's talking about, but maybe he will It's funny you say that because uh we're doing the death of Superman on the Patreon. And the hell do in you that say? in that we end up having one of your favorites, the you know, Alexander Luther the Second the Australian. He is Eric Wink wink
1: Alexander Luther Jr a shock of red hair. And all- Good day, everybody. I'm Alexander Luther Jr. Hello, I made my billions by putting shrimp on the <laughs> Where
0: Where's my money? I want my inheritance.
1: <laughs> this is the funniest thing back in the day. Just this, you know, the young, like Lex had been dead at this point in time. You had Alexander Luther Jr. who was shocky, Australian, shocking long red hair. And it's just, you know, a clone of Lex where yeah, Lex put his mind Lex that He
0: put his mind in because he had ended up, it's a real, again, if you're going to have a real cool player and just, you know, Forgive us for this aside, but when you show that Lex had that kryptonite ring and yeah. he thought he was all top shit with that, that Superman couldn't hurt him and it gave him cancer and then he was going to die, you're like, take that, Lex, that karma's a bitch, you jerk. But the way that they did that and where I, I'm getting with this whole deal of John having a new power, at that point in the death of Superman, it was Matrix Supergirl. So you ended up having that nonsense of it, it did differentiate Supergirl oh, from, definitely. To, you know, all that shit. not know.
1: Doomsday knocked the white off of her. <laughs>
0: yeah, really, <laughs> exactly. So all that going down just, just when she me that
1: protoplasm blob person. I'm like, oh, that's gross, and it's so funny too. Thinking back at the time, because you know, while I was aware of like the idea, of cover of Superman holding dead Supergirl from the Crisis and stuff like that, as a kid, because I didn't read everything when it was coming out, because I was a kid and didn't have money and stuff. You but just when I had things like back? the Death of Superman, no. I was so thrown off because I didn't understand the Matrix protoplasm Supergirl, what that meant, how her powers work, where this character came from. I just saw Supergirl. So when Doomsday punched her and then she fell to become that, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with Supergirl? And what did Doomsday do to he her? He just
0: punched her in the goo. <laughs> I love the idea that in that that whole wraparound, and I ended up where on some of the Patreon stuff, I started doing a little segment during the shows called "Where the H- How the Hell Did We Get Here? Yeah. And I ended up talking about Lex and Supergirl. The idea that this multiversal Lex Luthor uh, made her, so then she comes to her, she's this new sexy, hey, <laughs> it's Lex. so convoluted. Hey, I love you, let's go. And he's, hello. Until he,
1: she realizes that he's a bad guy using her.
0: Yeah, she ends up finding that out. Though, uh, you have to love it if you go back and read that. Hopefully everybody's read that already. But even the stuff with that Alexander where they really push that love, bloody hell, he's doing a crikey. They really go everywhere it makes me
1: laugh. I love this so much.
0: It did differentiate a bit. This was a Supergirl that wasn't Cal's cousin, never yeah. came, never was Kryptonian. All that stuff going down. John needs
1: something. The Superman family was crazy in the 90s. Yeah,
0: and, and so we're going with all that. That's what I've been saying all along when we go, and I'm glad you said that, because you even had, and going through a lot of the things in the the triangle era of the Superman, stuff like that, you had all these books, they worked synergy-wise, let's get back to that, let's have like a Superman family book, there's a lot of characters that are being put aside here, like a Connor and things that people want, let's get all the books, let's have family books for each of these, would be really cool, but this also, like you said, could end up differentiating him from his father, which we desperately need.
1: Well, just think about the Superman family, though, of the 90s, where you had Superman, long flowing mullet going on, but you also had, you know, Matrix Supergirl, the clone of Superman, Superboy, and Steel. Like, here's the, and Crypto the Superbug. This is your Superfan. Like, boy, that's some weird ass shit right there. <laughs> Not a true Kryptonian among them, besides your Superman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, with that, though, right now, Connor's off doing things right. You end up having Steel, Natasha, you have John, you have Cal. There's a lot of opportunity to have a book like that. And I don't want necessarily just an anthology book. I'd like them all to be doing stuff, you know, doing your things. Uh, and Lex is there. He's part of the family, right? Because he's super Superman, Lex? just a little bit Super Lex. I got my little Super Lex figure here somewhere. Yeah. I love, I love Super Lex. Uh, so with all of that though, you end up having Lex teleport out right before the Skywatch that ends up blowing up. And then when Damien hears John say, I feel weird. Something happened. I think this power, I, it, it drives me nuts. Damien goes, well, you're Superman. Like, tell me what you mean. Like, hey, stop beating around the bush. Maybe later. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't really know, but I'll, I'll figure it out later. I'm, I think it's saving for his dad to come back and do that but yeah you get a bunch of predator handshakes going well,
1: down even that you get this great moment where jay and john staring into each other's eyes at the end. now that they have freed a nation together and they have that great heroes kiss at the end but it's so funny with the lead up where this they're taking their like relationship to the next level because now john has been finally introduced to jay's mother It's like i'd like you to meet my mother well hello president nakamura i'm like She's so gross. There's no way anybody's voting for her.
0: She's a monstrosity. I don't want to be mean, but I, I don't think that people with like, like, you know, lockjaw, jaw, clap jaw nonsense there on the trap bottom jaw, trap jaw is where I'm going. She looks like trap jaw. Trap no. jaw's not going to win a presidential.
1: She looks like a combination xenomorph and trap jaw. There'd be a pumpkin head in there.
0: She ends up going, and you don't see her. It's because they've already gathered the pitchforks. And the torches they're chasing her through the streets they are trying to kill this monstrosity at that point too it looks like the Capitol building and everything is on fire there's an earthquake shit has hit the more bad. and then you get this deal of let's kiss I'm like how the hell is this gonna end up being worked out especially the idea of having trap jaw. <laughs> It's
1: the president. Trap jaw former president Nakamura. Look, they do things differently here in Gamora, Jim. I
0: guess. Don't I, I don't don't care if know. you're a trap jaw or not. Listen, what I've learned, especially the last couple we of years. We have motherfuckers are,
1: who are kryptonite gas here.
0: Humans are huge. They're, they're all assholes. There are no way they're going to end up. They're going to act like they're nice. I mean, they'll be like there with their phones going. At this point, it looks like they're using their phones like somebody's playing Freebird. There, Look, it's like a concert
1: I have to assume that most people here are going to be okay with it because if you remember this is Gamora, the island nation of Gomorrah, where I have to assume that Henry Bendix has kidnapped half of their children and turned them into freaking post-human monsters former children
0: I end up getting that much. How am I going to take care of monstrosity? Rafe comes back. He looks like an octopus right in the ocean. He's going. I can't be an octopus. I'm telling you right now, you go and all these people are there. Like I said, everybody's filming it now. So I assume things were getting out. But
1: I almost assume that was almost the way Henry Bennett's played it because he had like an iron rule over this place that. The internet belonged to him, and you couldn't get anything to get down, out. Shut down
0: then. At that one point, Agreed. they seemed to shut down everything, do shut so it might down. have went down. So with that, you go I and don't pull know that, How that works? I don't know because that's where I said some of the stuff with Tom Taylor he just ends it and never. I I've said this all along where he ends up. It's kind of a Tom King thing as well, but Tom Tom Taylor I like. So he ends up where at the end some of the things never work out. Like oh, you didn't think like the idea when I got mad where. There's Dick Grayson. I'm going to change all this stuff with these homeless kids. But yet he let them live for a month in Tent City. It, it never really jives because I think he wants to go with the surface level wow moment. So when they're kissing here, all these people, have their lives are ruined. They don't know what's going on. If you poll them right now, there's a thousand people say. I bet you they all go, listen, we're not hateful people. We would vote for Trapjaw as the president. Yeah, you know, she always did good before you ended up having... Two steps away going home, they're like, fuck if I'm going to vote for that monstrosity. They're not doing it. So we'll see how it goes. If we even see it. I think that if you end up going, it'll just be mentioned like, how's your mom doing as president again? Well, it's pretty good. She's passing a lot of trap jaw rules and laws. I don't know. But it's nice to kiss. And they say, hey, let's kiss in front of the whole world. We don't have our ID. You know, everybody will know that that's that. That's fine. That may lead into the oh, idea the where the you might have hateful people there, have but like, I don't know. like, blue paint
1: on their eyes. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's I, going on. Are they trying to be, like, Jay Nakamura's, like, gossamer kind of a costume that he has now, even though he doesn't have a mask on anymore?
0: Like, they're all, like, worshipping him already? Like, they think he's cool? I don't know. I don't know. But you end up the revolutionaries, boom. If you like those characters, which we do, I still wish that we'd have something where we'd get a little more of some of these. Jim Sanker for a thylacine. So it's nice to see them and they helped out. Uh, but at the end, you get some kisses, the finale, and you yeah, have next, the return of call And I, I still think this felt a little rushed with how much, where you were just yelling all the time, like, when are we going to get to the, rise? the rising? And they kind of ended up like, when we got it, it was so quick that then we went, like, there wasn't that middle section to really see everything. And yeah, it was okay, though. Yeah, no, it, was it was a fine comic finale. ending here. Uh, what would you give it?
1: I like the art in this a lot and I thought the beat by beat moments where John shows how he can overcome an obstacle and get the job done as a superman and even doing, you know, all he can willing to sacrifice. Others. I like this whole thing as a finale here. Is it perfect? No, but I think it works well for what happens, I mean, like, you know, the mediocre of the rising as it was, because I didn't never understood what it was or how we're gonna get there with the Gamora core. The post humans, we beat Bendix, and The best part about it, Lex Luthor's the man who got the job done. Seven point five out of ten.
0: I am a seven,
1: suck-a-tash. a Succotash
0: seven, Eric. There you go. You got your wish, Succotash seven. It that. is for me. And so, yeah, it it ends nice. And again, this is what I always say about even Nightwing. When you know it's the pacing's off, You're you up end dick. up having things happen. Well, I do say that often, but I also say that by the end, you get a nice story. You have your characters win have yeah, them being superheroes. I mean, that's what a lot of people want nowadays. I don't know and about also, you, but people like power. to have that. And yeah, maybe a new power, which is pretty cool. This big. comes along and, the
1: lines of like an I am Batman where like, you might not like the story, but there's big things happening in the background of the stories. Like in that book, it's, you know, Tiff Fox becoming a vigilante hero who might become, you know, Jace's Robin down the line. That's a cool development. This, another cool development where John may be getting like his own individual power set. Like that's cool as hell too.
0: Yeah. And this will this will sound weird in the book that people did argue about saying that it you know hey john shouldn't be superman yet or whatever but even that tiff deal in the i am batman that's the ca- you know the gradual progression of these characters towards being bigger and better i think that recently the past couple of years that was dc's problem of just jamming it like naomi she's the minute she shows up she doesn't even know her power that and yet she's a mega level you know deal so with this, with John, even if you are upset Oh, you shouldn't be Superman, whatever, this is a nice Little maybe progression to see Him grow a bit, get a little different From Superman, so I'm looking forward to That, especially going with the idea What do you do at the end of The Dark Crisis when you Have John Superman And Cal Superman, how do you play that How do you work it out, so we'll have to see How that is, but yeah, I'm gonna it. give it A 10 7 here. that's gonna cash on A really good, so with that, though, we're going to go off now to do a little bit of mail.
1: Mail! Check up what you got now. Get your postcards, put the cards, it all the slot cards. I get it
0: while it's hot now. If a letter makes you wetter, then a better ready, better it's mail.
1: mail.
0: Mail call, Eric. Here we are. It's the mail section if you want to be involved in the mail and be stars of the show just like Luis, Brian, and Donnie. You can end up emailing us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We read everything, as you'll see at the end with old Donnie. Uh, Donnie, he's, he's a bit of a, a character, if that guy seems to be. A real fun at a party. But we're going to start with Luis Sir, Luis has his question of the week. He says, hello, Jim and Eric and the Get Fresh crew. <laughs> it's time for the question of the week. Do you have a routine you do before reading or after reading a book? I normally like to sit down I with a podcast. This is, this is Luis saying, "This not me." He says yeah. he normally likes to sit down with a glass of wine and some weed
1: and all read. Right. I'm like, oh, "There you go." He's relaxing it. Up I wish and I then, could max and relax like that to read comics. Usually, I'm in a rush. Like, okay, I got to get this done. I got to like make sure I do all these different notes. So, always it's a task for me anymore. Ever since we started doing this, to where it is a real job, just reading and take. I took the, all the fun out of reading comics it for myself.
0: Read. It's taken all the fun now. When you end up, which I, I was counting, I was heating up my coffee before we did this section. I'm like, okay, how many weekly shows do I actually have that I do that are on regular feeds? I'm not even talking to Patreon. I think it's 15 now. So that's every week the 15 deals. So I have not read a comic for just pleasure in a long time. Usually what I do is if I end up, hey, I think I'd like that podcast there. That That's what you do. You end up turning everything into work. So my routine isn't able to, I could never have a glass of wine and weed because like you said, uh,
1: first off, I wouldn't do that. Okay? I know. I, you know, you know what's going on. I was to see but, what you're going to say, but no, yeah, you just wouldn't. No,
0: no. So with that, every time, and I, uh, we'll just use this podcast as the example of things going on where my routine, like you said, first off, I have to, you know, measure the, like, how many books do we have? Okay. I get to tell Eric when we're going to do it. Usually now we do it at a set time at six, but then I'll end up, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. But when I go to read the book, I have such a problem. It becomes a war. Me versus getting done the reading and actually being able to talk about it later because I end up, I have to get my phone and put on white noise. As I laughed at one point and said, to Tanya, that means Garth Brooks. It doesn't, it's just white noise. So I have the white noise going. I end up usually... Around two in the afternoon, I'll start getting ready to do it, and that's when I'm supposed to take my second Adderall. So I wait a little longer on that, Eric, and take it about three, but that's when I'm going and I have to do that. Then while I'm doing that, I have to have no distractions at all. So I'm I sit. already been done by for hours at this point. I know. Well that's the thing is, again, I've explained this to some people. Legitimately, I have to get done reading and run down here and talk about it, because if I give a two hour span, I'm going to forget everything. I, that's just how it is. Now, once me and you talk about it, it then sinks in a bit more. But still, I have to be. And that's where the timing comes in, where I can't have too much of a time between me finishing and going. It's a battle. Erica. It's a, pay- a pain. When I you do need stuff, to finish
1: as fast as possible. I got you. Well,
0: when I do stuff on the. But no, I actually leave myself like. And that's the thing. If I'm going to go through the whole routine. I usually leave myself about 45 minutes per book, even though I probably can read them in 15 to 20 minutes. But I know I'm going to be distracted, even with the white noise. I start looking at things. I'm going. What happens is I end up, oh, Tim Hunter. When was the last time we saw him? I'll go. And then somehow I start. I'm in Slack. Nonsense. Sending you pictures. That's when you yell about you get done these books or whatever. but What are you fucking playing around for? It's a battle for me. It's a battle all the time to just get them done and remember them and have my things. But really, and again, I have very little notes. Usually it's just me trying to get the credits of some things that I, you know, to get them right and whatnot. But overall, yeah, it's not real fun setup. I'm not there with wine and weed. Maybe, you know, snort some coke off a hooker's ass. I don't know, Eric. Don't say that about Tanya. That might help. Well, you know, we got to get money somehow, Eric. So with that, yeah, it's a shame, but That's the problem. And I think a lot of people, if you're listening and you have a podcast of your own, you will say, yeah, it kind of takes the fun out of just reading the books because you have all these other things that you get involved with. Now, we could play the idea of what we would do if we were just there and we didn't have all this. I'd probably eat ribs. The one time I actually, I think it was ribs or like, uh, no, it was chicken wings. We ended up having chicken wings. I'm, I'm trying to eat chicken wings while reading comics on my tablet. It didn't work well. It was it was a disaster. Again, it probably was better than actually having print comics though. It is that would have yeah. been weird. I would have been like Homer with, with the Stonecutters deal. I'm like ripping pages out
1: for a bib, stuff like that. You start talking, I'm like, I don't remember that page. It was my bib, Eric. See, before we started doing this though, I did get to have all my comics on Saturday afternoon. I'd come home and I'd just lay on the ground and like, you know, just enjoy myself as I'm reading and so like with them all spread out. It was a good time.
0: I, I've always been digital, but what I would do at points when you would suggest stuff to me, and, and when I had it, I'd have a, my old laptop that I had at this point, but now I have my uh, my tablet, but I would just sit there and you know go through them, just lay there, like you, kicking my feet up. That's what I'd like to do, but we're here doing it like we do. But yeah, Luis, <laughs> drinking wine and smoking weed, he is. That'd be a hilarious podcast. If I ended up doing that even just once. I'd fall asleep I think I'd probably Pass out but thanks Luis He says we'll see you on the sevens After that in the next mail A new emailer Brian G Brian G Eric who says hi weird Science guy I am newer To comics and I have to admit It took me a while to get you guys or give You guys a full listen I started Reading during future state There's a heck of a start right uh, and listened to a couple podcasts that loved everything, but never could really explain why. Since I was new, though, it didn't bother me much at first. But as I started to realize that some books were better than others and some downright stunk, these shows started to annoy me because they never changed. They said the same things week in and week out, whether the book was good or bad. I got a sneaking suspicion they might be on the DC payroll. Is no, that true or not? Just cheerleaders. Who right <laughs> yes. want to be on the DC payroll, but never will be. Yeah, they will. They do want to. Now, I, I will step aside a second because Andrew and Belfast actually gave me a compliment for me and Matt Razor's Star Wars comics podcast that we do over at Marvel. We do it every Friday. And he ended up saying he likes that podcast because at one point I said, it like, I don't know who likes Like, we don't love everything. So I was afraid that people were getting mad. And he ended up saying something that I think goes well, even for the DC one. That we are fans, but we don't get caught up in the fandom. He said that, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's what we do. But then you end up where Brian says, then I gave you guys a try, and the first review I heard was for Batman Catwoman number five, and you guys didn't like it at all, and I love the issue. So then that does happen, the destroyer of dreams. But he says, but you guys explain why you didn't like it, including being weirded out by a guy with nipple piercings. (laughs) Yep, there you go. <laughs>
1: and, I don't remember that, but I see that and,
0: happening. And how much Eric sweats in the winter. Oh, my God, I'm sweating right now. There we go. I disagreed with a lot of what you said, but beca- became a fan immediately. This is just a long-winded way for me to thank you for being refreshingly honest and legitimately funny, which so most sweaty. of the other comic podcasts are not. Trust me. I've listened to a lot of the other podcasts, and, you know, certain podcasts are for certain things. You know, some of them are more you know, informative. Some of them are there to put you to sleep at night, right, Eric? That's that's what you go with. I have started listening I don't listen from, to the show. I have started- Oh my, that is shame. Now I'm going to come and beat you up again. I have started listening from the beginning while also listening to the new shows every week. Now there's somebody who finally gets it. That's how you <laughs> do it, Eric. You do that. Uh, but I love when people sit there and they have no idea what they're getting into, where hey, I don't want to listen to the news shows until I catch up on everything. So I'm going to start at, at, you know, number one. And then I sit there and I think. You're going to burn yourself out. Around episodes like 90 to about 140. Each episode is about 12 hours long. You're never getting there. Just stop. Stop. Plus, I am planning on becoming a patron soon. Uh, As soon as I I get some things straightened out. I hear that. Got some issues. And just says, thanks for giving me the time, Brian. Gee, so that's nice. And it's nice to hear some people who, and again, we get this a lot where people end up getting a weird idea about what we are all about, and you kind of have to stick with it a little, but at least he got through the Batman Catwoman number five. Nipple piercings. Nipple piercings. (laughs) And he says- Sweaty nipple piercings. The best I love here is that he says, you guys explain why you didn't like it, including Weirded Out by the guy with- that." That seems like something that I probably fought with you about that I didn't like. And you told me to probably be a nicer. quite I'm prude. Yeah, probably. probably, I don't trust you. Probably something about not trusting people that pierce their nipples. But you
1: don't trust people who don't pierce their nipples.
0: That's what I'm saying. I I think that that probably led to you telling me all about your piercings or something. And then again, I probably mentioned because at one point I did want to pierce my eyebrow. I thought that'd be really cool when I was in the band. It was pretty cool. I had it done. Yeah,
1: I thought that was pretty cool. I never did though because then I, I had ripped it out scared. by mistake in my sleep, and it was just blood everywhere. The
0: thing too scared, too scared. I've never got a tattoo in my life because I was afraid that I'd have that grimace-looking bullshit that you have. Oh, wait a minute. That's the Green Goblin. Holy oh, oh, moly. That, that
1: freaking, you know, see that tattoo I got when I was 15 years yeah, old? I'm
0: telling you, that Green Goblin has spent a lot of time gobbling since then. I still think it, really it looks has. good. It just needs a touch-up. You mean the touch-up like a treadmill? You're right. Actually, it doesn't look that bad. <clears throat> the next deal I is like done. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually do think it's pretty cool. You you ended up showing me some stuff and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. The, the play of that tattoo of yours always ends up being for me. That you were allowed to get it at that young age—that's what
1: always throws me off. All the, the big story behind that is just bad parenting. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's really. But I laugh about the whole deal of it. So I shouldn't have this. They should have told me no, when we moved on with my life.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, uh, Brian G. Again. Now we're gonna move on to the last bit. I told you, roller coaster ride of emotions. We just got a lot of praise, Eric. So what happens when we do? We're, we're even, Steven Is what we usually end up having, and we have it here. Donnie
1: What's up, Don? says.
0: Now, you're going to have to follow me on this. Donnie, he's having some problems. Now, I'm not going to say that Donnie, maybe English isn't his first language. Maybe it's okay. not his sixth language. I don't know. He may be. Nah. Donnie says, You are close. Sure now, again, closer is, than you think. Instead of threat. <laughs> Holy crap. You are close. Quit it now, and nobody likes you.
1: You're close. Quit it now. I'm sorry. Nobody likes you. I don't like you either. <laughs> I'll be careful.
0: You'll be dead. And then he says, you keep yelling and should just read it and not do it. What does that mean? What's going on? I think on he does not guy? like
1: the podcast because we read a book. We should just stick to the reading. Because once we talk about it and don't like it, oh that's not for him because you, you we're think close. That's it?
0: <laughs> He's close. He is. He's breathing. You are bad and not good. It's true. I, I could go with that. And then says, sounds I like listen. Like the,
1: the lines to one of your songs.
0: It actually does. Maybe with the you the say that the boys who are bad. That's the that's it. Now I gotta figure out a little cadence of this. This is gonna become a song now. What song be is that? with the boys who are bad is that that's oh, a line? That's right. The, that is the Dick Grayson. The uh, thing about him being really good. The boys who are bad. Eric, I, I only put that to make you giggle. Or that did I? Does. <laughs> I did. I actually for some reason I almost put that to begin the first section of books. Just to laugh at that, but it didn't make sense. But he then says, again, you are bad and not good. Yes. All right. And then says, I listen to others than you. Cool. cool. Right. That's cool. He's got right deal. And then finally, he gets a sentence I understand at the end fuck you he says with an oh, exclamation point lot, yeah fuck you <laughs> he's, he's telling us to go fuck <laughs> off so in that yeah i love donnie he didn't have anything i wish any donnie sign would have told
1: up. us which, like specific book that we didn't like that he liked that really set him off yeah i'm telling you i'm gonna i'm gonna go and i
0: want to interpret this you were close that definitely I means he Batman knows Batman where Cat we live be number five because he has it freaking nipple be. rings and he's like not on my watch motherfuckers i, I think donnie does have nipple rings probably another sweater too and i'm not saying wearing one he just sweats in the the middle of the winter yeah you are close i mean that really does sound like a threat even though you have that you are bad and not good (laughs) one guy who was like he thought he was my best friend at one point legitimately threatened me that he was gonna come and we were gonna fight and i i started working out a little bit harder than i'm like all right if i'm gonna get into this fight i gotta get into a
1: fight shape well, the thing is, that, yeah, I don't know if you worked out for the fight. You felt you had to put on weight, and boy, did you put on weight! Oh, jeez, really? I know what I told you is I was gonna wait it out,
0: Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you jerk! You haven't seen me in two years. And this we was live, like four you know, years ago. We, we live half a half a block away, and we haven't seen each other in like three years. Well, I don't now. care that sound. No freaking stuff. I know. Yeah, because you know you're on the bad side of the tracks. They'd throw you out. What are you doing? The greasers, where are the socks over here? Get the hell out of here! You'd the be like, you would come over, you would walk over the soldiers, you'd come over to my side. Where are the dirty socks over here? They would, they would treat you like Rambo. They would end up, hey, what are you doing there, pal? What are you doing here? And you're like, what? I just want this to. This is what I do I, every
1: time. And so you say that too, because I'm always just going over that side of the town. Like, survive a war, you got to become war. With wearing <laughs> my headband, you, that's
0: you actually wearing the headband, going to where you drink, which is on my side of town. You keep to your side of town. Is I don't it? care. Mm, maybe. It's kind of. I mean, yeah, I live no. kind of near there. It is kind of near. Down the road. So that's my side. I
1: don't drink at the Red Lion.
0: Neither of you go the opposite down the street I live on and get past those railroad tracks. Absolutely yeah, not. The, No way. We're not going anywhere near there. Right before that, side. <laughs> that. Holy crap. I mean, that's the whole thing. Me and you end up being on the different warring sides, but nobody deals with that other. Holy moly. But with all that, thanks, Donnie. <laughs> thanks brian and thanks Elise. thanks for the mail and anybody if you want to email us again you we read everything you can throw shade the lore we do not mind though after this i'll get all at some point i'll start getting angry about this and then i'll end Why? up messaging you and i don't know it, it's hard to because it's written in such a a funny way but in that you can email us at weird science at gmail.com and we will read everything. And yeah. We I like think this guy likes
1: poison ivy, and he's mad at you for not.
0: He may, but why would he be mad at both of us? Then he seems like I'm telling you, he, I don't know what Tom King fan, maybe, maybe that he likes yeah, the killing like,
1: times. That's the thing is, it seems like someone who's up on different podcasts, listening to different things each week. And since he sent it this week, I have to feel that it's from some like something we did last week. Yeah, that is true.
0: It is funny though, going after Brian saying he got to us because too many people were positive, and then he's leaving. Why would you even bother? Like the idea that he listens to all these others, why would you bother to
1: send him Team them Justice mad? set Donnie off. It is weird. It is weird, the idea. Newbie even that, the Amazons, number four. Oh, maybe actually, no, that's that was it. No, that wasn't it because I'm saying that's a grab. I'm just on DC's site just looking at what, what came yeah, out. just looking. Newbie, what be. you of the be, Amazons, number like four, what last set week? Set him off completely
0: with something Don't like you that. You dare nonsense? talk about z- bad about Zilla. Yeah, Zilla. Yeah, that's nonsense. If, if that's the reason why he's mad, then he deserves to be mad. So take that. Take that, Donnie. But I'm telling you, I'm thinking there as we're doing this, I'm like, okay, you are close. Quit it now and nobody like, ooh, we can make a song out of this. I got to figure out how that For some, some reason, I know it's, it's,
1: it's an email and stuff, but I still think, uh, like imagine the email was set with like cut out newspaper letters all glued yeah. together on an email. <laughs> That's the way it was, but it was the email. No, you are close. Funny. Quit it
0: you now are or close. else. Oh my God. It's the Zodiac podcaster. Oh, <laughs> the Zodiac emailer. <laughs> the Zodiac emailer. I know he's sending me a code. He's taunting us like they do. The oh I've back. <laughs> I've listened to enough of, of Tanya listening to the true crime to know that this is Troubles. Uh, but with that, we will go off. We have two close. more books. <laughs> Hopefully, Donnie is not a fan of Clunrath because we're going to go off. And, and even then, I think Donnie writes back, no, 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 they stink. We'll, we'll agree with that. But then he'd say, you're close again. How about if he's would you're closer? Okay. Oh no, oh no We're playing murderous hot and cold now I don't understand this But with that we will be back With the Gloomrad section Well he stares into the mirror Moosing up his hair Blows kisses to himself And he really thinks that he tear. hair Well that's just every shade. Looking for a star screen Or maybe a hot cap Spends all his money buying All that crap Well, that's just every shape. Clone Red section, Eric, it's me and you. Two bros. two bros. sitting here talking about comics. Isn't that the life we dreamt that we would lead? Kind of. Yeah, it is kind of, actually. But I don't know about you, but I did this a these lot growing up. Actually, it is actually something that we do enjoy. And the only reason, because, again, I think we end up saying, okay, 450, that's a pretty good milestone. We should end it now. I don't know that me and you would talk much to each other. We'd send each other messages and yeah. stuff, but hey, this is a good way for us to talk. I like talking uh, about comics with my bro. Two bros. Two bros it is. Yeah, but do we want to talk about these, Eric? We end up having the Clumrad section, and a lot of people, when they're talking about Dark Crisis and what it can mean at the end, maybe a reboot, maybe a reset, whatnot. Some of these books need new creative teams, and maybe it'd be nice to not have these two on any book that is important or any book that does anything because they just seem to be meandering about. It seems like everybody's writing these stories. Things seem to be getting bigger in a lot of the books, and yet when things are supposed to be big in these, they just end up flopping. It just ends up where I read these. I didn't even get angry at any of these here these you say that i think tonight. these are actually
1: two of the best issues we have had in a while of these and titles
0: i still end up thinking that they suck so there you go and in that we'll see and, and basically Was my the whole, purveyor of positivity it is the purveyor of positivity what i need is a purveyor of a ongoing and forward moving plot line both of these books seem more concerned with chit chat and just standing around than any sort of idea of progression And even when you get to the end, I mean, we end up in this Batgirls book that we're starting with. There is the big deal of the serial killer. You end up having things. There are things in this, like a Barbara Gordon going off with a specific question from Renee Montoya. Never asked the question. And then it just ends up being a really odd scene that just ends. Then we go and they're seeing people that we saw recently in the book. But now it seems like they haven't seen each other in years. Batgirls number 10. Written by Becky Kloon and Michael W. Conrad. W. You know what the W stands for? Sucks. That doesn't even make sense there. And by positivity. Neil Googe. Well, that was the first section. It. Rico Renzi. Once I hear you like it, now the word is on. Becky oh, I didn't say Carey, I like it. I say it's uh, the best out. issues they've had. They, I, it's funny you say that. I agree. <laughs> I agree fully. Because, again, I said I didn't get angry at these. That is a positive. And. In it, I think, and, and this back row's book, just to go back to the purveyor of positivity here, I think that it's just like you got used to what this book is and maybe it is kind of an acceptance deal. We're not going to get that much here. Let's see what's going on. At the end, it, again, it's not offensive. It just didn't do anything because you end up having characters in this that I really like and even hints to get even more characters. I know that you you know, Killer moth things like that, that you really do enjoy, but they're not doing anything. You have Renee Montoya show up to do nothing. I, I want well, them to do something. It does give you the status
1: quo of how the Batgirls and the Bat family in general are going to be treated with the Commissioner Ray Montoya and Gotham going forward.
0: Yeah, which feels weird with Renee Montoya doing things hand-in-hand with the Jace Fox I am Batman. Is, which and is that, more important.
1: Like, who has more say about what's going on in the Bat family? You know, John Ridley in New York with his new Batman or the Batgirls here in Gotham.
0: You want to go by sales? They're about equal. This book is failing miserably. It started out pretty good. It's Let's failing go miserably. Let's Well, again, if you're going to end up, unfortunately, that's what they would do. If this book was in the top 10, everything would run through this book then. But in that, it just ends up, when we get to it, they seem to lose track a lot of times in this of what is going on and what the purpose of certain scenes are. And even go with that idea like, they really want to push that it's hot and there's no AC. I, I don't know why you keep pushing this and why you have to have these little side things instead of, let's get, let's go. But we forward. talked about it it in the previous issue about yeah. this
1: heat wave since Gotham and how hot the back goes. I'm like, you're dating a billionaire. Why can't he buy your ass an AC if you have buy no money AC to do it? Ring. You
0: know what else is funny? Again, if you're going to point out things and do stuff, I swear to God, every time we go to that deal, they don't have a window open. No wonder. It's probably not even hot. They're hot boxes, this shit Well, that's the thing that's is, on top of all that, thing, you have
1: all, these computer, all this computer equipment from Oracle. Like, that is just putting off a bunch of yeah. heat. I know well, it.
0: Well, you know, you have three fans going. But get rid of these fans and get an AC unit. I mean, it's not like they're poor either. I mean, but you have legitimately a billionaire boyfriend.
1: Oh, I don't well, want to ask what, him what's, for what's Barbara
0: Gordon's job? Yeah, I, I I think she's still getting residuals from the Gordon Clean Energy. Well, for some is what reason, I she's think. taking
1: care of two children like this is an 80s sitcom and nobody has a goddamn job.
0: But again, in that when when we get to the Renee Montoya deal, even that felt like like Barbara and Renee have never run into each other. The idea of, you know, Gordon, this and that, it just felt really weird. But pretty much the play is going to go with the background. So you end up having Cass and Steph and I don't care what. Conrad ended up saying, in the retrospect of it and trying to you know play it off, but he said that, "Hey, we love writing these fourteen year old thirteen year old girls so, oh, that was a mistake, no, no, it wasn't that's how he's writing them they and oh my God, I have a crush on Kyle <laughs> you know you it's nonsense but you have where they have this. Uh, Can't
1: a seventeen, sixteen-year-old girl have freaking a crush well, yeah, on Kyle?
0: But you just, you just got out of what was a real long-term relationship, and now you're all giddy. Play it off he realistically. doing the same thing, but play it off realistically, thing. not like this, like this crazy thing that everything's a prop. Everything is just there for some crazy reason. You even started out where you know you have this guy. You don't know who it is listening at the first part, but you have him listening to this deal of a grace podcast, you podcast. end up seeing. yeah you see the grace podcast, oh, and podcast again you're gonna play the jokes i'm not gonna end up doing the patreon for you i'm gonna advance through the commercial i'm like come on let's tell a story i don't need your little jokes here it's i far don't need beginning. this nonsense but even then i said earlier this idea of you know somebody is bad in in the city somebody who would even put pineapple on pizza i'm like you're just trying too hard. They're trying too hard to get this feel in this book, and I'm not getting it. I'm not really enjoying.
1: So you're talking about a podcast who starts out talking about putting pineapple on pizza. That sounds like this podcast.
0: No, I'm saying, though, I don't need them to have our podcast in the book either because it's not It doesn't matter. It's not telling you anything. Then you go off, and there's a disconnect in my mind of, yeah, they got that eye. They end up trying to figure it out. Now it's a cipher. Now we're going and getting every book in the library that's based on eyes or the stories with well, it's eyes. It's a weirdest idea. We
1: have a eyeball that had a cipher, like a note inside there that you have to decode now. And for some reason, we find out it's a cipher that is like linked to a very specific book, like how you do with your like, a page or chapter and a letter, like the amount of like what's like word in a book and page and stuff like that. And now it's just it seems like the weirdest thing forever because you have It seems like Barbara is concerned about the silk goo that they found at the murder and wants to talk to Renee Montoya about it because now she doesn't want to hack into it because they feel bad about doing that, even though Oracle is the greatest hacker the world's ever seen. This is the way that you do shit because you're already a vigilante going against the wall at mass and stuff like that on the street. This is not that big of a deal. If you're going to go in there and find out what the police know, but ultimately... It almost feels like this is the first time that Batgirl herself has ever come across Killer Moth. Like, what is this know. weird goo? Yeah, I don't know even what It does seem like they be. understand it. And- so it's such a weird disconnect for that, for just to get us to like, I need to talk to Renee Montoya in person because I need to know what they think about this murder. We don't work with you. Okay, the police ain't going to work with us Batgirls. That's what we did for this issue.
0: The weird play here is, you know, you have this going on. You end up having Cass and stuff. They're at the library. They're getting on. They like the AC. This keeps coming up. And they're getting all these books. And the weird play of this is what we're seeing them do, in my mind, is usually what that's the busy work that happens off panel that maybe I'll say, "What oh, they were at the library looking up the books on the, but that's what we're showing as the main deal. Then when Barbara ends up, everything has this little, you know, hoop to jump through. Barbara says, oh, I don't want to end up tapping in and breaking into the gcpd's da- database again. again which she will and we know she went and all that just she's looking for a clue she ends up saying the silk synthetic compound i wonder what the gcpd knows about this that even feels weird the idea of, well that's all i'm focusing on i gotta find out so i'm gonna set up you know a little face-to-face meeting with commissioner renee montoya where you might want to get a hold of, I, I don't know, because you have that character. You think that this is going to be a cool moment. Yeah, Renee Montoya. She never asks about that deal. They just end up yelling. Well, shit
1: went sour fast. Well,
0: it, It's weird, though. It's not even like, hey, the only reason I got a hold of you, we're on that case. We want to see what's going on. Then have Renee. Listen, we don't need you vigilant. But she's a bit. It plays off so weird. The idea of her it saying... It is very really
1: unfortunate that she is right now, is the question in an I Am Batman yeah, book that came out the same week. But
0: even the face that she... you know, Even the the case that she was that, it just feels weird that she's... She, they want to push her so against vigilantes, yet she has that connection and ends up treating Barbara like somebody she's never met, never ran across before in her life. Like you said about Killer mom, she even seems to think like, oh man, I gotta talk to Renee. I wonder what I'll say. I don't know who that is. And like I said, if she said hey, we're looking into this killer moth thing, we think it's this, and the, yeah, stay away, whatever. She never says anything, really, just like, hey, I didn't want to break into your show. Yeah, you know, I'm really pissed off about that. I'm trying to make it work in my mind, and I don't want you around, so get the hell out of here. Uh, Gordon, suck, I'm out. And then just these. I thought it was the weirdest scene to have, because nothing comes from it. Like you said, you have status the quo. idea. I don't think that's more status quo of that. I think that what the clone rats have to be the status quo the police won't help them. Yeah, so they it. have to do it theirself. You know what? That's what they usually do. That's what Barbara, as Batgirl, would normally do. So you end up doing all that just to say, the police won't help. When the fuck did the police ever help before? Now she's the not going to try to break into the deal, but in that, it's just a weird play. So you end up having that. There's a lot of other people, and she does go to Dick Grayson, but there are other people if she really needed to to get a hold, but the whole play of I just want to find out what this goo is, just seemed like a weird little well, what the background little know not know
1: for like real really often this because you brought up the point about before how the little rads were having themselves an interview and they seemed like they were writing the characters younger than they should be and then wanted to backtrack on that but when you have the situation where you have barbara gordon pretty much being of den mother of cassie and steph and In the last issue, you just reintroduced Alicia as Barbara Gordon's best friend, even though we haven't seen her in a while. But when, even when Steph is talking to Cass about the things that she loves, the people she hangs out with and stuff like that, Alicia seems to be one of like, man, I really love Alicia. I'm like, I have never seen you two in the same panel ever in this entire, your entire series. But now, like, Alicia comes over this issue, but, uh, it seems like it's something that is just like they just got reacquainted in the previous issue and it feels weird for step to talk here and then you have the killer moth aspect where barbara's trying to get to the bottom of this in the same issue where the back girls themselves are fighting killer moth and i'm like you have thought killer moth he was one of your regular bad guys back because he's kind of a joke about as a as a goddamn baddie and you always get the freaking you know the throwaway villains
0: and it feels again it feels like Clunrad, they don't know this, and they think that this is a first-time well, we worry Ooh, about That's Mr. a Batman Fun. villain. Yeah, and we're going to do that. and yet, So you have these things set up. Then you throw in Kyle Mizuguchi, who is Maps' Maps's who brother. Maps' brother. So that's going to set up maybe her in that. But again, that's what that felt like. Oh, they're going to get Maps in here.
1: Though they her is okay. one of the Batgirls.
0: Yeah, again, I love that, but not here. Because you said it. I don't think that they realize the connections that you have. It almost feels like And in a weird way, they're doing a year one of Steph and Cass, but yet making Barbara a little older to be the den mother. Everything's wacky. Nobody seems to understand all these things that they should understand and actually should focus on. The last issue we saw, Alicia, the whole idea of, oh, my God, that's cool. We haven't seen her in a while. She shows up here. And the play here feels like they haven't seen her in a while again. Oh my God, it's you. I, I can't believe you're over here. I love you. Oh my God, this. Then she's a big fan. Hey, I'm watching everything you guys are doing. Also, I'm listening to this podcast. Everything just gets thrown at you in such a weird way, even with her there, because it seems like they don't know how to force this in. They don't know how to get her in. And now they think, okay, this will be the deal. But even then, playing what are they doing to stop this uh, serial killer in this? They end up trying to go to Renee Montoya. She won't talk to them. They end up figuring out the cipher. Yeah, but even which, with that, we're just nowhere, deciphering
1: about the silk goo, which is freaking killer moth, and then by the end of this whole thing, such a weird idea, because we find out the perpetrator is this new character called Mr. Fun, but when they're going through the idea of the cipher, and like it seems very like weird to have a book cipher code in this, because it needs to be a very specific book, and they're just going through all this. Like, who says that this could be the same book that he has? I guess maybe The idea is you want to have this deciphered so you have a a readily available book. So you have the Edgar Allan Poe's uh, collection of short stories where it's the telltale heart where the guy's obsessed with the the guy's eye. You know, I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. A pale blue eye with a film over it. Whenever I fell upon me, my blood ran cold. One of these situations when you have this. And then they think to myself, this is weird. Who likes to play riddlers and like riddles on us? I'm like, this isn't a goddamn riddle. If anything, what you're telling me, this is a goddamn clue master. But then by the end, it's just Mr. But it's Mr. Fun by the end. No, I think
0: it's going to end up being somehow still tied in the clue master. I think that you're going to end up. Well, that up works for the out. way
1: they're studying it. But like, this is seems like a, a series of clues leading you to the like who's the perpetrator. But then I like, keep wondering who wrote this. But I'm they're starting to think like I'm trying to get to the vet. Who do we know with a serious riddle habit? And then you see Mr. Fun. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And, and he seems to be just their neighbor, too. He's like, I hated that Mr. Green. He was a, like a well-known artist that nobody knew about until now that he's dead. Now we know that he was a fucking well-known artist. But that guy never said hello to me once. Now he's dead, the scumbag. Dregs the society.
0: And if you didn't know, Mr. Fun Points was a henchman who was with the Ventriloquist
1: in Scarface. Oh, was he? I didn't know that. I thought he was a new character. Good for that.
0: Yeah, no. He ends up being then. And that's what I thought at one point was the way that they were playing this was, oh, my God. What I wanted You have this Don't go Mr. Fun And if you look It's definitely him But the idea of it being A guy Who's this Mr. Fun We don't know who that is And it's actually master After all his problems he had He comes back as this different deal But no It's it's just this henchman But even then Doesn't really play out of Hey who likes to tell riddles? Like you said, it's not even what a riddle. That? Anyway. He's leaving your clues. Even if you were going to end up, Clue Master would have been great. Because if people don't remember, Clue Master is Stephanie's father. But even if you had something like, oh, it's a new villain, Mr. Cipher. Something like this, something. But you end up where they're struggling to figure out this cipher, which is just thrown at you. Hey, eyes. And that was in the eye. We got to figure this out. I'm like, really? Like, I can imagine. Me and you are in this situation. I say to you, we got to go to the library, get every book there and read through it. That I You tell me to go fuck myself and leave. But in that, all of a sudden, near the end, it's just voila, we figured
1: it out. Well, even the idea of this, you know, Mr. Fun character being the serial killer that's been in the background the whole time. We know there's been a serial killer, Mr. Green, who the girls thought was the serial killer this whole time. He ends up being killed. And then what we had in that was his eye removed and a fake eye put instead. And they're like, oh my god, it's something inside. We have to look. It's a, it's a clue. It's a cipher. It's where, that's where we're at now. But it were supposed to get to a point where did the, the other bodies of serial killer have this, and we have to get to the records to find out if they, like, did the autopsy and stuff, if they discovered other ciphers. But we're not there yet, and we never will be, because Renee Montoya says, We ain't helping you, bitches. I'm gruff-ass Rene Montoya. The, we ain't the, helping the, you. The big play of this, though, is
0: Barbara, not knowing quite what that synthetic goo is, why do you care at this point? Like, Well, it was all over the bag of was, the freaking but, uh, the
1: Mr. Green stuff where his body but was found. Here's
0: the thing, though. The characters in this book have fought Killer Moth who shot That shit at them. they know who did it They know she seems to be really concerned About how it came about How it's made but why you end up You already know who did it and that's what he uses Why is she so Oh my god this is a new strain of Webbing cocoon stuff like really That's what you're concerned with That's what you're doing to just go to Renee Montoya and never ask the question Never even ask that the question (laughs) I said it I did it you never even say anything you of the sort it. just to go and say, Hey, I wanted to talk to you face to face. I don't really trust computers right face now. To no face. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, well, oh, my goodness. And then her, to, well, that's a good thing because I'm real pissed off at you breaking into the thing and I have a problem with. Really? Like, why? What are you doing here? I, I wanted Barbara to say, I don't know what the you know a guy named Batman's going to think of you being a bitch like this, but it just ended up for wow. no reason. <laughs> she ends up going there to talk to Renee Montoya, and what she finds out at the end is just, oh, we can't go to the police for questions. They don't know anything anyway. It's GCPD. They're out killing anarchy and shit like that. They ain't got time for this nonsense. But even then, what do we see the police doing? We've never had the idea where, oh, man, the police swooped in and grabbed all the evidence. We couldn't get it. The evidence is right there. He shot you with this gun. Barbara goes out and she goes off to talk to Dick Grayson in the middle of an investigation for the serial killer. They don't really say anything that goes with this it's just to get another fan service but like oh man that's cool did you see that nothing in this book progresses any sort of way except at the end man you know who likes to tell riddles it's almost the idea of like hey you know who's a real joker right the penguin like it doesn't make sense it
1: doesn't nobody make expects
0: sense. mr fun <laughs> you know like even then you know who likes to be fun who let? Li- what are you doing Hey, you know who likes to tell riddles? You're right. Mr. E. It it doesn't make sense. And then you see this Mr. Fun that is a character from like 2002. You end up being not usually, they usually grab things Silver Age. Like they do. This is what they've done in Wonder Woman. You grab a character and you want to impress people with it. I don't think anybody's impressed. I think at the end, you're like, who's that? Like they make it seem like this should be the da, da, da. Oh my God. Mr. Fun, Eric. He's, (laughs) it's nonsense. But overall, It still was better than a lot of what we had.
1: And we're just dealing with one thing at a time that's doing, like, you know, it's coming out and being an actual mystery to a degree. It's not a well-done mystery, but what we had previously with the seer, the saints, and all this other stuff, and the background of this whole thing, and the whole idea of, like, you know, they threw everything they had at us all at once. Now that's all been whittled down. We're actually doing a single story yeah, that Yeah, but this least... seems
0: like—does this make it that this is their big story, that this was the one that they wanted no, to get No, the to? thing it is, it's the most pay.
1: coherent story that feels right to the Batgirls right now because everything else was all at once and never felt right. Even with, the, with Dante and the freaking the tutor. Well, you say that,
0: and again, in a story like this where you said it, you end up having Kyle show up for no reason. Yeah, it's nice enough. It's, a, you know, young love.
1: Steph's got a crush.
0: Then you end up having Barbara have to go talk to Renee Montoya, just be told, whatever. Then she goes to see Dick Grayson. You're getting a lot of these things still where you're getting away from the story. You're you're not telling the full story. And then it's about characters, yeah. And this cypher. You really just go and there are legitimate pages where they're just talking about looking through books. And then at the end, it's voila.
1: Egg, Raul, it's po. not clever.
0: It's not the idea that, Oh my God, I should have guessed that. That's pretty clever. It's just we found out what it is almost like the idea of like, Hey, you got to guess what I'm going to get you for your birthday. And after an hour, I'm like, shit, you ain't guessing nothing. I'm just telling you. It, that's how it felt like to me. The idea. Well, nobody's guessing this, so let's move on, because we're near the end. And then that Mr. Fun, if that was the clue master holy shit, we would have been, at least now you're tying stuff in with these characters.
1: Instead, yeah.
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And then what you do is then cast as if this is about family, I'm gonna go get Lady Shiva to kick ass. We do funny that, though. Right? I
1: guess maybe she, it's because it's not something her father would normally do, but I feel like she would bring up the idea of these clues being left behind. I yeah, don't know. actually,
0: I thought too, like, oh my god, this seems very familiar. Something like that, but no. But it just seemed like bullshit that they actually called him riddles. Uh, yeah.
1: I think that what you have, and Alicia showing up, just there was no reason. She's shows up. Well, he, well, I'm saying, here's Kyle, here's Alicia, here's Dick Grayson's little cameo on this whole thing. It is just kind of like walk-in cameos where the audience stops everything and like cheers for a little while and then they get back on with the it's story. It's weird,
0: it's like three pages near the end where it's just her, do you like the, the run
1: CMD? You, you, know, like you that. actually, I saw the run CMD, the cup that they had, the mug, but like, Alicia shows up like, oh yeah, Grace O'Halloran, she comes in and drinks the bar I work at. You think you can get her a message? I think I can.
0: Like, there you go, you end up where... Out of nowhere, she just comes in. Oh, yeah, you you listen to that Grace O'Halloran. Oh, man, she's really showing up. Like,
1: I don't think, I don't know why they need to do this because Grace O'Halloran at this point in time loves the fucking Batgirls. So you don't have to do any cloak and dagger bullshit. Just go to her. Oh, she's really helping us with our investigation. Oh, is she?
0: And then she, oh, I can get her a message because of the barn. We can do that. Everything is jumping through hoops again. And so with that, I really think that in all in all, if they have their druthers here, it would just be. Let's do teenage shenanigans. Oh, my God. There's Cass and, you know, Steph. They went over to a movie and ended up running into problems
1: there. It would just says you. I'm calling that the third wheel where Steph and Kyle are going to date and Cass is like this comes along to be a what, friend. I think
0: that that's what they the want to write. I wheel. don't think they want to write a real Batgirls book. I think they want to write a Steph, Cass, and Barbara book, which there's a, there's probably a place for that. That would be kind of cool and for some people. But in a Batgirls deal, they seem to jump through all these different stages where the Batgirls aren't, at, like, they should be better than this, they should know more, but then sometimes they do, but then they don't, and it just ends up being a wreck, but like you said, at least we're only doing one thing, but you try to
1: fudge it up by going all over the place and introducing these characters. Well, it is one thing, but also Killer Moth's there, and I have no idea what the connection is between Mr. Fun and Killer Moth.
0: Mr. Fun and Killer Moth, the big thing, we, we don't, like, what do you know about Killer Moth in this story up till now? We don't really get anything. At one point, he is, I love where he's yelling, and I, I thought, like, man, this is a weird play. Like, he's yelling, like, what are you girls doing? We fought you, but, like, he knows that they have a background, but they don't. It's just weird.
1: Well, even when we left off in the series, like, last issue in the series, where it looked like Killer Moth was looking in their window, like, does he know their backgrounds? Is he a peeping in town? What does Killer Moth know and why it's in the we'll neighborhood? I don't think we'll
0: get back to that. I think that that was more of a way, like, they didn't even realize, oh, man, they're out of costumes, so we shouldn't know.
1: And is Killer Moth going to turn around and be a new hero in the city who's trying to get to the bottom of who killed Mr. Green because he was a fan? That's a cool deal. So that's that why maybe he's taking out the, the building play. that his maybe his uncle or dad worked at, or I mean, like, lived at, because he's going to find out who killed this person that was near and dear to his heart.
0: And this is part two, but we did have this story kind of meandering about in the background. It was lingering around, but you know, you got to get, I need to have some things, not just like everything. That's even the Mr. Fun. It's like thrown at you. And you always feel like, what, what's that? Like everything, nothing feels right. When you started this, I'm telling you, when I started the eye and the cipher, and they're doing this with the books. I'm like, it took me a while to even, like, all right, let's just go with this. But show us something. Should They're really smart, these girls, right? Yeah, Barbara's smart. You didn't have to go through all these hoops. You could I have had Barbara them just smart. say, well, even then, you could have them say, oh, we figured it out. You, you don't have to spend page after page of books and get that book and do that book. Let's tell these jokes. Let's have editors know. It. That's
1: the detective work, Jim.
0: Yeah, but you end up, I want to have them be a little smarter because at the end, it feels like this is being stretched out completely. Uh, and I don't even get that the story is that big to even be concerned. So I, I want to see why. I wanted to see more gym? of Killer Moth. I wanted to see, you know, Mr. Fun. Mr. Fun, that's what they call me. Everybody calls me Mr. Fun. Mr. Fun Killer. They call me. Take that. the fun voice, I know. <laughs> yes. Uh, what would you give this? 5.8 out of 10. That, that, it's so funny. You're right, though. It is one of the better issues. <laughs> 5.8, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna go kiss my grits. Kiss my grits. So after all that, I'll give it the benefit. They're trying to. If if Maps comes in and they could do something with her that's decent enough, but I don't know. They're gonna play D and D. It's all it's gonna be. She's gonna show. up It's gonna be Kyle coming over for a night, but it's not gonna do anything for the story. This is my guess. The date night is set at the last second. Kyle is made that he has to end up watching Maps. They come over, and they play D&D and have a great time. There you go, Eric, the end. And I'd like that scene, but we'll see and if And honestly, right. you could just
1: have Maps come up because while Steph, if she gets into a relationship with Kyle, he had to bring a sister, she had to bring Cass, and they end up becoming best friends together. And then you also have drama down the line where Maps and Cass are best friends, and Steph gets jealous of that.
0: Yeah, oh, I think that Maps would definitely become really good friends with Cass, so that would be pretty cool. And if you're going to go with stuff like from recent, I'd like her, like, bragging to them. Maybe she figures out their are Batgirls even, starts bragging that she's been hanging with the Batmans, and she knows Damien. That's a cool little connection that you might be able to have. We'll see what they do. They don't seem to really get what these characters are, though, so I, I don't have a lot of faith in it, but we'll see. But six for me, that is a Kiss My Grit six, by the way, Eric. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to tell you. The worst six there is. We're going to move to the next and last book of the podcast. It is Wonder Woman. The one thing about this, you see this, and Cheetah is on the prowl, Eric. No, she isn't. She's in a cage. I wanted Cheetah to be. You can't put Cheetah in the corner, but you can put her in a cage, Eric. That is fine. And that does set up some decent enough. Cat in a hot tin cage. Uh, You got Wonder Woman number 791. Holy moly. Written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Clooney. Just want to point out that they played this game. The Batgirls is written by Becky Cloon and Michael Conrad, but that the Wonder Woman, so Michael Conrad's like, stop Vendetta. it. Art by Marguerite Savage and Pepper And I do like the art in this, and it's Sit all on. Marguerite Savage, so that's pretty impressive. The
1: only problem I have with the art is later on when Diana is jumping around and like going in weird disguises. You can never tell the difference of the disguise to the person.
0: I was going to send you a picture from something, but I didn't want you to yell at me. There's the point where Wonder Woman ends up hitting the guy with the freaking Uzi across the head. And she looks the most crazed I've ever seen Wonder Woman ever in my life. You got to when we get to that. I mean, crazed. Uh, So with this all, you end up having the story. It starts off with a deal where we we had that whole Hippolyta, she ascended, Olympus Rise, all that stuff going on. And you're going to end up having and they're going to have to recap some things here. We get Diana going to Themistera, going to the Vale of Hippolyta to end up. You know, trying to say to her mom, hey, I love you, all this stuff. Daughter!
1: Yeah, you end up having her come in,
0: which I swear that it was really spelled out. Nobody was allowed to talk to people like this, and they were keeping that away from them. No, no, that's how It was
1: what was spelled out in the Olympus Reborn kind of thing because Zeus was not allowing that to happen, but maybe we're at a point where shit's allowed to happen now. I don't know. Well,
0: it's a weird play because they wrote that too, so it's not even like a disconnect of who wrote or whatever. You can play the idea. I went at this of the... Uh, my daughter she keeps looking behind. You gotta keep cause she does say at the end, I gotta get the hell out of here, you know, I people the walls have ears, things like that. But I thought it should have been played like I'm not
1: supposed to talk to you. It's nice enough. Your father's up. being a real dick about it. It's it's nice
0: enough, but again you're recapping things and then even getting in the idea of how dare you not tell me, mother Oh, I'm getting mad. You had Artemis involved. Why? Artemis is nonsense and, and you have
1: that going on. It's, well, some people still don't even know what's going on with that, so they still think that, I like think they have no I idea what the setup know. is there. This is just like the recap at the beginning of Batman versus Robin for me with with who Damian Wayne is. I, I'm
0: afraid they're gonna keep doing this. That they're gonna but you have it, it's quick and she ends up and it's a nice deal. You want her to be able to talk to her mother. She misses her. But now we're just this is my problem with this. We get you know a bunch of yakety yak Now finally Wonder Woman does get involved But it's so surface level in my mind Of what she's going to end up doing That it just seems silly But you end up where she's down in the dumps You have Philippus come in and Say hey what's up And like oh Prophecy, that's what's up. Yeah, well, that's always what's up. And, hey, we have a prophecy. I I'd Like, Wonder Woman should go down the and line. Now, oh, okay. hey,
1: you know that Oracle of the Escazina trap? She's got a problem. She needs to talk to the ass.
0: And I need at one point where, like, she has a checklist. Okay, who's... Who the hell prophecy is at this time? And, again, this, this issue doesn't anger me, like we said, with the Batgirls. And it's decent enough. It's just you end up where this prophecy is going to send her off to Brazil. You end up having this prophecy. She's there. Oh, my God, I see a sea of strange flowers, because what ends up... That's actually
1: the worst part in my mind with this idea where we have a Nahi who's the prophet, to, like, the prophet of the Escazina, who's here, and her, like, you know, the uh, Themyscira, because we're all just, you know, everybody's just everywhere anymore, because that's how it works, but all right, sister, show me your prophecy by wrapping this last word truth around your head and my hand. But then she speaks the words, and then like I need you to break this vision quest that I'm on. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening with this last word truth, but I'm calling bullshit.
0: Yeah, with that, Anahi should say, listen, can I just tell you? Like, everybody else just tells Why you. Why
1: can't we see what's happening because Anahi just tells her what the hell she saw? Yeah, that's what we always see. We always
0: end up where they tell the prophecy, and we just see it there. And again, you start, and I love where she's like, Diana's like I see it's basically like you did go and pay $50 to find out nonsense like she's there with her crystal ball I see you near a body of water I'm like well I have a pool is that that there's a
1: cheetah there there's some eyes that you might recognize and you're going to be face down in a freaking like a river full of flowers that people are harvesting and I like like she's like I see a sea of flowers strange flowers it doesn't
0: seem that threatening No, no, there's a skull in the middle of them. That seems threatening to shit to me.
1: That pink spooky skeleton walking around. It's really disarming. Yeah, look at
0: that. It's a pink skeleton. And then... She ends up, okay, what else do I see? I see AIM members. Oh, no, that dreaded... Oh, no, that's Marvel. That's not them. It's hazmat stuff. They're grabbing the flowers. I see They're eyes. making...
1: They're taking these really... They, they look like <laughs> lotus flowers, but they the, the yeah, devil's heart. that's what heart. it looks like. And then people are taking these flowers and turning them into possibly bioweapons. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
0: And then... Oh, my God. I see... I love where Diana... Seems like Shook where, oh, my God, those eyes. No, 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 that's that's Cheetah. <laughs> you those really, eyes. Like, oh, God, <laughs> these eyes. <Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. laughs> They're Cheetah's a- And you end up where, oh, my God. And then just so Diana ends up almost like breaking free of even the deal, I'm not afraid of the dreams. Okay.
1: Dream warrior. Superman,
0: he don't dream until he does. And Wonder Woman, she don't care. She ain't afraid of no dreams. It's funny where. Oh no, Diana, this isn't a dream. It's a nightmare. She's like, oh shit, I'm afraid of those. I thought you <laughs> said this was a dream. Uh but then she sees herself floating in the Face down. water. <laughs> like, that's oh, how you no. know she's dead. And then I love it here too, because all this ends up then, it is dream warrior. Because now Diana starts yelling, Anai. Can you hear me?
1: Teleport me. <laughs> Beam me up, bitch. I gotta She's get out of here. Hands. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> She's like,
0: oh, I gotta get out of here. Stop yelling in my face. Oh, I'm like, what are you doing? Spitting all over. And now he's like, I like to where when she comes back, there are some weird art deals because Anahi and Philippus, when Diana does, they look annoyed. They actually look like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's happening here? She's like, oh no. Where should we go? I love the idea that it's like a shock. At the beginning, when they're talking to Nahi, I had this vision. Does it involve
1: Brazil? Well, I got to show it yes. to you at the end. Yes, ship, it does. You got to
0: go to Brazil. Everything leads to Brazil. They're the Estesita. That's all they do. So you end up going down. Well, even the
1: idea, it's like, okay, I know what I have to do. Brazil now, 3,000 miles south of Checkmate HQ. I'm like, why is that our line of measurement? I know. Because then I got mad because as we go on, she's on the freaking comms with a candy. and I, This is now a Checkmate freaking like you know, a job, a mission. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a Checkmate, uh, right? And yeah, even the idea yeah, is like, no. are you sure we can do this? Who's the oversight of Checkmate, really? Like, what are you know. trying to tell me? Again, like the whole thing with the clue and rats, they'll go into these things, they'll use concepts and characters they knew nothing about, and it just angers me. And you have, I'm telling you, they've done more of Checkmate now than anybody else besides Bendis. So maybe they have the, the uh, they are the, the go to people with Checkmate, where you it's just have just one named. office, you have Etta Candy and Steve Trevor, the end, and maybe some freaking oversight that we'll never see or know about. In the Kloonrad deal, they probably have infomercials about Checkmate
0: out there. They're recruiting all over. The, it's weird, too, because. But now they have a new lab. Well, yeah, I mean, really, I actually. Give you one of them
1: flowers and so take it to our new lab here at Checkmate HQ. I,
0: I took a I took a screenshot of them using that as a reference point of distance. And, was, and then I thought you'd yell at me, but I got I'm like, why are you using that like? They're in Washington, D.C. Like, you just say watching D.C.
1: We were just in, in Themyscira, we though. I just didn't know why they were, like, you know, 3,000 miles from Checkmate HQ. I'm like, because the thing is, that's where I started this thing. That's our transition. I'm like, until I saw Edda there, I'm like, why the fuck is that a unit of measurement?
0: Like, you know, 5,000 miles from the totality head base. It's just, you have that just to set Pretty up, close. I guess. Yeah, really. You get this idea of they put that so that we know we're going to get back to that. But they, they don't seem to even understand that Checkmate is not an organization that ends up setting up shop.
1: Man, Commandy, old man Commandy from the future is gonna be pissed off when he finds out about this mission that he wasn't consulted with.
0: You mean King? Even then, you're playing Checkmate and haven't even done the idea of I'm like, Ed is like, i'm pawn you're this like they they don't know what checkmate is no they just does. think they think it's like i really think they think it's like argus something that you could just throw the name out there and that means you can get I'm things saying, that's done. okay
1: ben just didn't know what checkmate was either
0: and he brought it back then it's true but that doesn't mean you're the fool following the fool well who's the fool said ben kenobi who's the more foolish the fool or the fool who follows it he said the that. People right. spending
1: money on this—that's it.
0: A- mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And who is that? That's why we find out all around. That's why Edda had to become president. This shit ain't working. They have to have somebody up above, high above, in a dream world to make this shit work. But yeah, and also just Diana, who they end up saying is in such a remote place. You're in the most remote place of the Amazon, Hey let me just call Edda Hey Ada, what up?
1: You're in the most remote place in
0: the Amazon next to this gigantic factory. Yeah, next to this gigantic factory in Cell Tower. Hey, what up, everybody? But yeah, they go in and they're getting these lotus flowers. Diana, I actually actually thought that it's like they are playing the devil's hand as well. They're going to get the devil's foot soon, right up their devil's ass. You end up where Diana's there, and she's in her, agent prince. Yeah, well, yeah, she's in her, like, Indiana Jones outfit.
1: She totally is Indiana Jones, She has to change it, though, very quickly into the shadow. Well, that's the thing. It's like, oh, my God, I need to get inside this facility. So I'm going to knock out this guy, take his freaking bandana and hat, and I'm going to pose as this person, go back to the HQ, and they're going to wave me in because I look like this person who's out there, you know, with the bandana and the hat. And once I'm in there, there's a scientist lady who kind of looks like me. I'm going to knock her out in the bathroom, take her key card, and put on glasses that she wasn't wearing. And then not even she respe- them glasses.
0: I'm not even gonna respect that tablet. I'm gonna get her laptop or her tablet and smash the guy in the face. It's
1: so funny though, but she, the thing is, she goes there, she takes the lab coat, stuff like and has glasses on, but this, the lady that she's impersonating to a degree wasn't wearing glasses.
0: When'd she get them glasses? Nobody knows each other here. I thought there was gonna be a play here because she does end up I like where she just really she walks to the side and calls at a has a long conversation with her, her foot on the tree like a badass. Ends up, hey, what's going on? What's Steve up to? Well, you know, he's still heard a little from the Cisco shit, but you know, him and Ziggy him and Ziggy are having playing fun. Dress up. They're having fun. I want one of them like, all right, all right, all right. we got to get to this. I see this flower. I don't know what it is. Somehow I'm going to send you back some sample. I don't know how it works, but we're, we'll figure that out. She's like, all right. And then Diana says to get in. They end up taking down this one worker. I swear to God, they killed this guy. And then they're like, "He'll be okay. He'll be out for a couple hours." I just think of the idea. At some point, I get hit with a dart like that. I know I'm having a heart attack. I'm shitting my pants and I'm dying of a heart attack. But she ends up grab, she ends up grabbing his hat and the thing. I really thought we were gonna play, and I thought we'd really go with the idea. These asshole guards are like they're drinking milk extra. (laughs) What's up there? And then she's what? a woman worker and then flips out because i don't really see what's going on and what but she ends up taking this boat back to the fact and everything is just again meandering about that it's not that exciting it's pretty boring we're infiltrating a factory a top secret she, factory. she gets a hat and a, and looks like the, the shadow she w- rows her boat in row row
1: row your boat nobody even bats an eye well, she does look like every other worker who's collecting baskets of the that's devil's the heart. That's the
0: problem is before we didn't really see the other, but the other people were all guys that looked like until we get into the factory. Then they're all women. All that bandanas look like and
1: hats. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: you know, that's they're the banditos with hat crew. And then you end up where a big play is this guy comes up there and is like, what? That's all you collected? They're not going to be happy. Well,
1: it's because she's playing off that she's sick, too, because the idea is that th- these plants are making people sick. And there is a place for you to go when this happens.
0: But she didn't really even know that beforehand, but now just plays that up. But that seems to be a thing. So they send her off where you go, oh, you got to go to the med bay, your person who shouldn't be going and dipping into things. But you have to go through the scientific lab to get to the, to the med bay. I'm like, this place is nonsense. But like you said, she ends up knocking out a... <laughs> Science she's just gets making blast. her way to
1: the most top secret area within this which is the animal testing site oh my god these people are these people are pieces of shit because they're testing on i'm like there's a lot going on here where people are getting sick picking these things they don't even care. you overheard them talking about how little they care about human life and now when you see animal testing you're like these pieces of shit oh my god cheetah just imagine that though for the, you have a like you know they're trying to make a drug. They're trying to do something with a bio. We don't know what these yeah, people are don't doing with the devil's heart that they're freaking like uh, harvesting here and then doing stuff with. But that's the idea of testing. Like we have hu- we have animal testings that eventually go to human testing. But you didn't know we have the humanoid testing, the in between where you have chi- like an animal woman is the in between. We got to see how it works on animal women and then we get to human st- trials.
0: Can you get to that? The other players, I swear to
1: God, Kale the- Industries. She goes into the bathroom.
0: Everything is just thrown in. She goes into the bathroom. And then takes the the lab tech, takes her things, and luckily, Henry Kissinger left his glasses in the toilet.
1: Thank you so much for visiting our plant, Dr. Kissinger. Uh, It was fun. Well, I'll let you know if your glasses turn up. Uh, Yes, well, I'm sure I left them in the car. No one must know I dropped them in the toilet. Not I, the man who drafted the Paris Peace Accord.
0: And then you have a fight, and everything seems like it's the bullet points. we have to have a fight somewhere so let's fight these people diana's just going to town just destroying them ends up hitting the one thing and i'm telling you when she schwacks the guy in the head that is a crazed woman that's doing that her face is out of control there but then it leads oh my god i love it too she's on the phone with edda like you said hey edda get this they don't care about human life and they're letting people die it is like yeah yeah whatever oh by the way they're doing animal testing those bastards and then they're going and
1: Kale Industries. Oh, it's Kale Industries. We should look into that. Veronica Kale, the person who hates Wonder Woman. Yes, that Veronica Kale. Which is so funny because I feel like the last time we dealt with Veronica Kale to a degree, like when we're bringing Veronica Kale back into the DC universe and proper, we were doing stuff with Cheetah as well. So it feels weird that we have this idea like Veronica Kale is, is the person behind this and also Cheetah as well. Like not behind it, but being kidnapped and possibly tested on.
0: And it's Kale Industries where she says, oh, I get it. Mercenaries, Kale Industries. I see the patch. I'm like, what's Kale Industries up to? And then when they're talking about it, you're going through this. Diana just ended up pretty much activating the dental plan of two guards. She's infiltrated the deal. People are dying. They're doing all this. And when Diana says, oh, it's Kale Industries, it's a laugh riot for Anna. (laughs) She's laughing. Oh, my God. It's her. That's going to be so hilarious when I tell Steve Trevor. It's just weird. And then they go in. Oh, my God animal testing that then
1: leads her to the end of cheetah what's well, such a weird too because we don't know what this devil heart does except for make the freaking people who are harvesting feel sick and maybe even die because of the whole thing but we're doing some kind of testing on animals with whatever we're using this for and all the animals in these cages here they all got these like yellow glowing eyes so we have no idea what they're infected with what this plant is doing to them but when you have the idea of, like cheetah even has these glowing eyes at the end like oh my god what is happening to these animals i love the idea that Ed is on there it's like you gotta set them free, right? I'm gonna do what I can. I'm like, you've not unleashed it. Next thing you know, it's fucking monkey shines. It's, it's terrible stuff going on here with uh what was that freaking that movie where the uh the monkey had that disease? Oh, it was outbreak. Outbreak. All oh, of yeah, a sudden you have a freaking it. outbreak, or you like twenty eight days later with the freaking rage virus. You have no idea what these animals are affected, with. Like their fucking eyes are glowing. Do not set them free. Also, seriously,
0: I'm looking at some of these. It's just me, but I do not think a house dog and a raccoon lives in the middle of the Amazon. You can't let them out. <laughs> like, Be she's free, like Go. Rover. the minute that row that that dog." There's two dogs right there. They immediately get eaten by alligators. You're like, "Oh shit." And then you have the raccoon. He ends up shooting razors out of his eyes. I don't know what's going on. You,
1: if you look at that page, what are the things on the top left? Because I don't know what those are, but I don't trust them because they look, they look alien to me. So we got to kill them. There's the top left, they I Maggie's? think those
0: are like those spider monkeys. All right. Well, I can't tell. I'm, I'm going to kill them. I'm telling you. Then there's like a big lynx underneath then, yeah, is there. That, is that a bobcat? What is it that? It looks like a lynx or a bobcat. Then next to that, you have maybe... Some of those like those Egyptian-looking cats, the the hairless cats, then an otter next to that. Then you end up having mice. You have an owl. None of these animals are indigenous to the Amazon. You are going to end up... What are you doing? Honestly,
1: you say that. I have no idea what's indigenous here. I'm telling you, I
0: I would guess that a raccoon would not be. Somebody can correct me on that. Some of these might be, actually, but I don't know. You end up, and as you go down, it's just like random than a bunny. I don't think that bunny rabbit... Is actually indigenous to the, the Amazon. I don't, I have that's no my idea. guess. Well, I think that you might be able to guess that that's not. Have you ever seen any picture of any rabbit running through any I sort of I can't tell you. I've
1: seen any picture of any animal in the Amazon Isn't that I, I can. I, I, I can bring you to see, mind yeah, right now. You though you see snakes
0: and you see alligators. That's, that's all what they I have see. There. Piranhas. Do they have Everything <laughs> dead. Everything dead. So, yeah, at the end, she's like, oh, my God, cheetah. And, again, this is the deal with, and maybe there's an expert in the Amazon and can tell us what are the main, you know, sort of animals there. Dog
1: packs, nothing but dog packs. Just like, yeah,
0: really, just like in the Batgirls book, you end up having scenes that don't really jive together though, just to get you to the next scene to then get you the wow moment of, oh, my God, cheetah. I mean, the things that lead you towards cheetah end up being, Hey, checkmate. Oh, my God. They, that's they And I guess we have to accept that in this book, but that's nonsense. And even the idea of getting to this place in the middle of the Amazon and doing things and figuring it out, it's so surface level of, okay, give me a scarf and hat. I'm in. Now I need a lab coat. I got it. Oh, my God. Animals. Cheetah. Boom. For some you, you don't reason, really though, I don't mind much that because
1: it's Indiana Jones Diana who goes along the lines of secret agent Diana, which I kind of like where she's pretty much karate chopping people and taking their clothes to move on to the next level. In my level.
0: mind, it's like the idea where, you know, you have James Bond you know, I heard yeah. he's a spy or even Indiana Austin Jones. That sort of deal is... Is good because when you have them do this, even Austin Powers, there is a bit of a, you know, trouble. You end up worrying. Oh my God, that person's going to come around the corner now. Oh my God, Indiana Jones, he just got stabbed in the back and he's got to get out.
1: Oh my God, it's Hitler.
0: A, B, C, D, boom. Yeah. I mean, when Hitler shows up and then signs the deal, there's a little jokey bit, but even so, there's always, Oh my God, my dad's been nailing the same broad. There's always problems going on and they struggle. At the end, there's a struggle to actually get to this point, but there's no struggle here. We are struggling now that we have come face-to-face with Cheetah, who's infected with something. Again, I don't know that it's a struggle, because legitimately, if you are just full-out, Diana, is going. she doesn't have to open that cage. You're going to play the idea that you're going to save Cheetah, and she's going to end up being a sympathetic character who's being worked on. And so you'll play that, even though then... Do they know that cheetah's there? I want to see if they think she's just a regular cheetah, or if they Nobody realize she's that just it's a regular cheetah. Cheetah. I. It's weird though that she's the one there. Of course, it
1: sets up because of it's Wonder Woman in between between but... animal and human testing. Jim, animal human testing.
0: Also, then you have to tie it back, and I I really think that the weird play is where she says, "Oh, I get it. These armed guards." are kale industries not the whole facility or the lab tech i want this to just be kale industries this is a ronica kale thing we ended up having her doing wacky things with cheetah before why aren't you end up and then you know Kataga could get involved whatever you want to do but it seems like when she says it's just the armed i just it's a weird play i think that it's just going to be that they are hired mercenaries the way that they were talking and that, that just kind of
1: gets pushed aside. But, but why do they saying, have Kale Industries logos? Because
0: they're the mercenaries. They ended up getting hired. When she says, she doesn't say, this is a Kale Industries facility. Well, I'm facility. Say, she,
1: usually like you mercs know, usually work for themselves and are hired up. And no, not like, I'm you know, saying
0: bodyguards. They're just armed guards. She says, remember those armed guards I was telling you about? They're mercenaries. Uh, well, Kale Industries, it doesn't feel like she's saying, oh, my God, everything here is Kale Industries. I think that they're playing the idea that they're just hired out and that you have bodyguards and armed mercenaries or whatnot. We'll see how it is. But what would you give this overall?
1: I like the art in this, and I'm having fun with the idea of this, even though it's a little bit forced to get from prophecy to like, okay, I'm right where the prophecy wanted me to be, even though I wasn't given coordinates for this. I was just showing some fucking devil flowers, but whatever. But it's fun seeing Diana go into her secret agent slash, you know, Indiana Jones kind of mode with a checkmate, even though checkmate doesn't make sense. And bringing Cheetah and the rest of the pack, and there's honestly, I'm happy at this point in time we're just not dealing with fucking Milk Extra and Doctor Psycho because that was all nonsense. This feels like it's not getting back to basics because it's a new kind of feel, but it's something I could at least grab a hold of. And this one was pretty much an easy read that I didn't mind reading. So six out of ten. Oh my god, it kissed my 6. Kiss
0: I'm going to be five point five, and I just want to warn you, we're not done with that Milk Extra. And indeed, I think that when I'm talking about this, I even forgot. There's definitely the connection Hera. And her nonsense is the one doing this It has to be You know what, now that I think of it, I guarantee it I'm going to tell you right now, mark my words That what they're doing here with this flower All the experiments, this stuff Is what's going to be in that milk extra We'll see how it turns out And how that plays out But I do think this still involves Hera with that, what's your book of the week? My book of the
1: week is Batman vs. Robin number one
0: that is mine as well And with all of that We're going to go through what we are going to talk about Next week And we have a bunch of books next week We don't have a, a thin schedule like we did here right? You could say some about me not being thin Eric. But here we go Two of these books will be picked by the badasses Of the Get Fresh crew To be uh, exclusive right. to the Patreon Patreon only spotlight episode That me and Eric do every Thursday night Here are the books Batman Superman World's Finest number 7 pretty cool eric i think that that's where we end up getting that new you know the Thunderer, or whatever they're calling it back in the day yeah that'll be pretty fun batman the night number nine penultimate issue of that we'll see how that plays out with anton and bruce you know kicking it live and in charge is that what they yeah, say black checked. adam number four yeah mm-hmm. We haven't really loved that book, but it
1: has something. I the second issue enough. Actually, the thing is, I think there might be a straight six around this for some reason. Yeah,
0: the, the idea of it where it did get a little better and then it kind of. So hopefully this gets back uh, to that Catwoman number 47. We'll see what that's going on with, with her saying she's got to leave town with a few days to thrill. I don't know why. Dark Crisis, Young Justice, number four, a book that not many people are enjoying. A lot of people are. Upset about that one, DC versus Vampires All Out War number three. Number two. I still think it, this says number three. Actually, yeah, I think it is number three. We ended up having. Uh, well, we
1: only did one issue so far, so.
0: No, we ended up having the one issue where Captain Atom exploded, and then I said to you, "I think that everybody lived," and then we had the issue to go back to see. I was completely you said that wasn't wrong. Italian? No, this is this DC versus Vampires All Out War number three. The whole deal of that. Uh, so you the can check War that of the out. Undead undead gods? That's what I'm seeing. No, the DC versus Vampires All Out War number three.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought you kept saying deceased. No, that's deceased one of we have... War
0: of the Undead Gods is next. That's number two.
1: Okay. For some reason, that I I'm on the DC website here, and they don't have the DC versus. Oh, they vampires. don't have the
0: vampires just going down the line. But that seems to be coming. Funny, you're out. talking about
1: this Captain Adam thing that's completely in DC versus. Vamp- I'm not listening to anything. But I don't know what the fuck yeah, you're yeah. talking so about. So we
0: end up with that. So we'll have again DC versus Vampires All Out War number three, and Deceased War of the Undead Gods number two. Yes. Which, Eric, we will end up talking about that, I guess. Of and we have Nightwing number 96, getting close to that 100, where people are thinking there's wedding bells, Eric. Listen. We'll and The Flash 786. And then, out of nowhere, something that neither of us were aware was going to be coming out this next week Titans United Blood Pact number one. And a we went through.
1: A sequel to Titans United. And out of continuity titans book such a weird book and we ended up liking the first
0: one enough but then it got, if this one gets I did not bad well i'm saying if this one gets bad maybe it's one of
1: those where we kind of yeah we I gave just like that one more here, than teen titans academy but i never liked it yeah yeah
0: and and again with that uh i'm not really loving the dark crisis young justice either but that's that's an important time yeah in we talk about all these things so with all of that, yeah, everybody go over to Twitter at Weird science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back. Go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, and then go to our Patreon, Patreon.com slash science, where you can get a ton of shows, including that weekly Patreon-only spotlight. Like I said, it comes out every Thursday night. Me and Eric get a little goofy sometimes. We have fun with those two books and end up talking usually about an hour and a half or so with those two so it's got some meat on the bone but all of that said and done we're gonna get out of here what do we say at the end eric everybody have a great week even weird weird we'll see you in seven see you in seven
1: go read comics you are all weirdos
0: <laughs> weird science is the revolution weird
1: science is the revolution weird science is the revolution